This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the Nut House, everybody. We've got a great episode today. Chad from King's Kaleidoscope is here. And uh, speaking of bands, good bands, my band Emery, Toby's band Emery, Joey's former band Emery, has a new EP that we're working on. We're doing a bunch of that tracking now, and we're doing a lot of it streaming it on Twitch and having a really good time doing that. Details coming very soon with what our plans are for that EP and beyond. So keep paying attention or hang out with us over at twitch.tv slash Music. Also... Emory and Hawthorne Heights out on the road coming up in June. Starting to look really, really forward to that. Tickets are going pretty well for that, so I think it's going to be big. It's 15-year anniversary tours of both of our first debut albums. Theirs is called The Silence in Black and White. Ours is called The Weeks In. That's one fishbowl head on it, in case you forgot. A lot of people say that album's called Walls. It's not. It's called The Week's End. But we're going to be celebrating that, doing a set of most of those songs and some really special VIP experience stuff. And uh, side note, we try to keep our VIP experiences really good. We practiced a lot at that. We try to make that really valuable. And we try to keep it on the low side of the, of the spectrum of pricing on that. So if you appreciate that, check it out. Go to emorymusic.com, find our tour dates, and we will see you in June. Today's show is sponsored by 8Sleep. You can get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash badchristian. And today's show also sponsored by Legacy Box. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Get 40% off your order at legacybox.com slash badchristian. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl. It's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Joey's absent. Reva, kick the beat. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, one. Reva Hansen dropped the bass. Boom. Okay, a big bass right. drop there. That was an this 808 the drum this machine the, from an MPC. Bad Christian podcast. I love it. That was great. Just Man. a single bass drop. That's all you what need energy. is one drop. <laughs> well, you need that for the energy. People love the 808, you know, and that, that was it. That <laughs> felt like uh, the, the sound that you made, Reba, <laughs> sounded exactly like the sound that probably happens in your head when you somebody puts you in an uncomfortable position. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Reva, 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 get up and speak in front of these people. Boom. <laughs> really sad. Like that's, the, that's the actual sound that happens in your head when you're like, oh, no, I got to do this thing. Like, oh, no, I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be whatever. Oh, that's so funny because you think about the um, in the old school, it was a trombone, sad trombone slide. But that was back in the old school when people were used to orchestral instruments. But now it's just a yeah. sad bass drop. Right. The, computer. Yeah. <laughs> the new oh, Price God. is Right sound would be boom. You know what, though? I, I realized this. I, I was talking that. So Devin is in town. We are doing, Devin and I are doing Emory Songs and Stories this uh, weekend. Well, when does this come out, Reva? Uh, this will come out on Tuesday. So it'll be after your All songs right. and stories. 
So, oh, well, all all you folks have missed it, and it was awesome, <laughs> by the way. But I uh, picked up Devin at the airport, and we uh, were talking. And so I really, like, I, I mentioned this on our Emory Twitch, and if you're not following Joe's Emory, at a pastor's conference. Do we yeah, cover that? Yeah, okay. he, yes, he's at a humongous pastor's conference, uh, you know, just schmoozing it. Just <laughs> schmoozing. Is that? I mean, past, I guess that's networking, right? It's they definitely are, networking. Oh, they yeah. are networking at this thing. It's the art conference. No I think it's probably down in, it might be in Birmingham, Alabama. or uh, Yeah, I think it's in Birmingham, Alabama. He's not even that far away from me. But it's remember, a real who's he who. Of, most, he is the most famous not pastor, pastor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he. <laughs> people do know who he is, and they probably think of him as in disgust. No one wants to network or connect with him. The only time you connect with Joey Svensson networking is once you've done some real bad shit as a pastor. (laughs) When you need to come back. Then you want to connect with Joey Svensson. The the conference there, do you think that there's been a lot of people who have altered their footwear this week over there? Like people had plans Uh, of wearing one type of sneaker and they just went with the regular old, you know, New Balance instead. Yeah, if y'all if if you haven't heard the pre or uh, seen the Instagram preachers and sneakers, it's just phenomenal. It's funny, so many people are. I found it like weeks ago, a few weeks ago, but it is just blowing up. I mean, it's it's a huge one, and it's done so well because all the, the way the guy presents it's just this is what they're wearing, this is what it costs. Oh yeah, this is dope. Like he doesn't even yeah. you know it just and some of the comments from some of the pastors are like they are not handling it well. They are, you know, and, <laughs> and, and if you don't know the sneaker game, people immediately defend it. The, the one that kills me the most that I've been seeing is, well, how much can a pastor spend on sneakers? Come on, man. What a It's just a funny thing to laugh question. at the absurdity, not to hash out in detail. But I know, that's starting, what I'm saying. Why don't we start one that's uh, pastor's wife's uh, uh, cosmetic surgery account? Oh, I know. <laughs> Those I know. boobs cost $6,800. <laughs> You just show their plastic surgery yeah. stuff and then yeah. how much it costs to do that. Right. Anyway, that's really funny. Um, but back to my initial uh, thing here. I was thinking. Yeah, okay. what happened with you, Devin? Okay. Sorry, so, sidetrack. Uh, all right. So uh, we, we were doing the Emory Twitch the other night. And if you don't know it, I, Matt, where can you find us on Emory Twitch? Because we're doing it every Tuesday night and sometimes mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. What is it? Emory Twitch. Or Twitch. Twitch. TV slash Emory Music. Yep, and it's us writing our new album. So you'll get to hear it, uh, comment, uh, have fun, all that stuff. It's actually really fun. I'm really starting to enjoy Twitch. But I mentioned this to you last night. So I'm at my friend's wedding. It's this big wedding, some famous people there and all this stuff. It was really cool. Uh, And I I see an old friend of ours, Jeff Schneewise, who was in the band Number One Gun. He was in the wedding. And um, he has a band now called Lael, L-A-E-L. It's really good. But I was like, hey, Jeff, what's going on? We're just kind of, you know, shooting the shit, talking a little bit. And then he was like, yeah, Uh, we started talking about where everybody in Emory live now. And I was like, well, Dave moved out to Seattle. We got three guys in Seattle, Devin. And I said, and we talked to him. I was like, and, and, uh, uh, you know, Chris is in our band now too. Chris was is, was in Number One Gun for a while, and knows. And I was like, he was like Chris because we I haven't talked to Jeff. And he goes, uh, he said he said Chris, and I went, yeah, Chris, you know. And I could not remember Chris, who's in our band's <laughs> last, name. last name. I could yeah. not. Remember, I was like, I said, uh, and Chris is in our band. And I was like, and he said Chris, and I was like, yeah, you know, Chris, Chris, you know, Chris, 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 <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris. And I and I was I just panicked and I went I can't you know I can't believe I can't remember oh my god I'm so ha 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 I've had a couple of beers or, you know whatever and uh, I felt so embarrassed and I walked away and immediately went, Keen but I know Chris super well 
And keen is in my brain, but it's not, uh, I can't access it. And so mm-hmm. Devin and I practicing these songs, and I was thinking about how I remember songs on the guitar, and it, uh, I think of it as a bunch of chords. Like, um, uh, think of a, a giant sheet of paper with all these, just every chord possible. Maybe you could say over, chord chart for an over, No, 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 not a chord chart. Imagine a just stars and their chords. <laughs> They're everywhere, right? There's yeah. no there's no formation. That's how I think I see learning the guitar. I go, oh, if I okay, oh, the first one is D. Now where do I go next? And it could be anywhere. It's not like like I'm not thinking of it as a a chord chart or a pro- mm-hmm. chord progression. Even I'm just thinking of it as stars in the sky. There's unlimited. So it's like amounts. you have to memorize every star in the sky with no constellations. Exactly. I okay. I can't. I I have a hard time. But and and. and the problem is, it's all in there, but I can't access it right. And I was just thinking when Reva went boom, I was like, "Well, Reva, I I am hurt by the fact that if you ask me to beatbox, I will completely sell out and go all the way because my embarrassment thing or whatever. I know I can be funny, or I'm uh, you know I have a the, the, this thing where I'll just do do it the whole way. But it hurts me because then I rely on that part." The, the show guy or the, you know, the fat kid that needs the entertainment, get the laughs and the, all this stuff, mm-hmm. it feels uncomfortable. So I rely on that. And then I have no care on the other stuff because I go, well, it doesn't matter anyway, because if anything bad happens, I'll sing louder and more powerfully and beautifully, or I'll, you know, I'll do this other, uh, yeah, uh, I'll I be funny or whatever. Right. All. So, but it worked. <laughs> so in some I ways you wish. I disappear and like not. <laughs> I want to go run and hide. I don't. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't do but that works in your that. favor too, because then the other stuff you grows. Because instead of relying on that, you go, well, I need to know my shit right now. So that, mm-hmm. so then well, you, yeah, you can access the that stuff. With, right. Like beatboxing, I would rather just like go disappear versus like have to prove myself and like prove that I can beatbox because I know that I can't. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. Ain't never to, could. Like, yeah, can't never could. Pretend that I can do something because then I'll be called out on not being able to do it. But you have, you know, you have the luxury of actually being able to do something. So if <laughs> no, so you could, he didn't, he didn't like, until he did. Like though. the beatboxing That's the thing you about know? doing it. Like if people make no, but nobody thinks you, I, you, just, you don't like, think do I'm a good beatboxer. Real, and then they're like, oh yeah, he can do it. But you but know, you don't, no one thinks I'm me, a good beatboxer. Like, oh yeah, I know, I can't. Like yeah. <laughs> well, as a person that actually, I can like beatbox like crazy watch this yeah no i don't have any any showboat bone in my whole body <laughs> well the uh thing about the other side of that is if you do have to use your brain and your recall that seems like what you're saying is well that's a better thing if you can do that than just be showing out right <clears throat> but Reba i would say better strength than me i think well for now but as we know even if you are a sharp person you're cognitive abilities will diminish over time so which one will which one will stand up longer as a person that relies on my brain to be a maybe a little bit a step ahead here or there when that edge is gone i don't have that maybe i don't have the other skills yeah you know what i mean so i don't know so much about about that (laughs) you know what's really funny about that too you're you're right in one way because for a split second i was this a a, a hair uh, a trigger pull away from going full Chris Farley mode and going, what is wrong with my brain? Jeff, why is my brain yeah. not working? And then everybody would have laughed and I would have, you know, I would have gotten out of the thing. 
So I'm prepared because that that's the thing. Like I know I've been embarrassed a million times in my life, so I just I have to make a joke. Yeah. For the whatever, it, it, whether it's my weight or a bad thing, you know that I, I messed up on or ignorant, stupid, whatever. I have to be prepared at all times. <laughs> That's but right. It, That's right. Anyway. Reva has a lot less practice being horrifically embarrassed publicly than you do. Right. But but it but the more practice you get at being horrifically embarrassed from saying the dumbest thing possible to a lot right. of people or to <laughs> one person or just because you're an obnoxious asshole at a party. Right. Once you get enough experience with that, you can kind of learn to roll with it. So it's kind That's of what good... I, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, maybe I've been thinking about this wrong. Yeah. I do, maybe I do have a good skill here, but I, it's frustrating to me because the way I I can't access stuff the right way. Like I know how to play all the songs, and yet I don't at the same time. <laughs> like I I have this weird way. Like I have to navigate through my brain to get to the thing, and then I go, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got this. No problem. And then and then wrote memory like just doing it over by the you know like with emory or and maybe matt you're a little bit this way too first few shows there might be something here and there but then like i just go on autopilot and go oh yeah i know what i'm doing mm-hmm. no problem i don't yeah, have to worry a, about this it's anymore. a different part of your brain whether you're trying to do it actively in a system one way versus right. recall from a system two like driving a car you know a lot of times it's really insane how you can play music on stage and even be improvising in, in the moment like think about it, the same with vocals you can be on stage improvising in the moment playing notes different than usual in some song it has all this different possibilities and yeah. you know going on and you can be not thinking about it at all and thinking about somebody across the room and noticing this and thinking about what you're where you're going to eat later you can do all that at the same time if you're totally right. relying on what you your foundational part of your brain that has it all on lockdown and then you can use a little bit of your if you're free you know, in the moment, really, you can just, you know, you have all this different way of, of using the brain if you can get the first half of it locked down because you've done it so many times. And you're well, comfortable I think just, in the chaos, you know, that's part of it. Oh, yeah, totally. But I mean, I think that's like the, the book Reeve and I just read, which I need to get into the BC. The BC Club, I do a, a kind of like, there's already a bad Christian book club, but I'm doing like one where people want to read. And then I like to go in there and hear everybody's thoughts. And Reva read this one with me, uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And uh, th- that's what he says. Like with Tony Dungy, he he said, hey, wait a minute. Get rid of everything. Do this thing over and over. Know what you're doing. And you'll kind of just – then uh, your habit will be just to do the thing that you need to do as opposed to – and you don't even have to necessarily think about it. You don't, you're not mm-hmm. analyzing what's the quarterback doing, what's this – no. Your move Basically is to – muscle memory. Right, exactly. And so that's where I kind of want to get to a little bit. I, I really want to try and figure at this point in my life, I'm 43 years old – I want to figure out a, a better way of logging things. I might still have a messed up brain, but it, and I'm going to start just with music. I think I've said this a million times, but I'm serious this time, especially after reading this Power <laughs> of Habit book. That I, I just this is the the last chance, maybe. <laughs> like if I go, <laughs> I mean, it's only going to get worse from here, right? And I just I got to have at least some pathway to go. Oh, this is how I do this. Every single time, because we're going to be playing music for many more years, and I want to just get a little bit more efficient at it. Not, I don't, I'm never going to be the level of music theory you guys are. I'm never going to be that, you know, but I have my own set of skills, but this could mm-hmm. bridge that thing. And, and more than just like get better at music, that's not even what I'm talking about. It's just get better at, oh, this is, for example, when we were on Twitch, I remembered our friend Rick Chattis' name out of nowhere. Why? How in the world is that in there, but not Chris Keen, who's in our band? 
<laughs> both are in, both are in there, but one I'm able to access instantaneously for some reason. So it's like some kind of weird mnemonic device in a way or, or something. And the other one, I, I just can't. What maybe the name Chad sticks out more than the name Keen for some reason. Maybe it's a, a syllable thing. Maybe it's just that uh, Rick used to have a big beard, and and uh, you know mm-hmm. recently I saw he didn't, and maybe that just stuck with or you know all these things. But there's some way that my brain does log things, and I have no clue how it is. Like, I have no Dewey Decimal System at all in my brain. <laughs> it just all of a sudden pops up, and I go, there it is. And, I, you know, and that's only going to get worse. So that's what yeah. is kind of is, is a little concerning because I want to be able to access things appropriately and efficiently. It's like building trenches. You got to just keep going on the, the brain path. The certain amount of times that you go on the brain path, it gets deeper and deeper of a trench. So then it's yeah. easier to access it, you know. Like yeah, I need to make the them more deep. you. Pr- it's kind of just like practicing doing a thing. That's like the Tony Dungy thing. You do it slow and focus on exactly what you need to focus on enough amount of times. So then, by the time you're real time in the game, you're just acting instantaneously right. without even thinking about what you're looking at and you know what to do when this happens and all that kind of stuff. It's just you've already dug that trench, so then you just do it. Yep. Yep, that makes sense. Um, let's do. Let's take a spot here and uh, talk about a sponsor. All right, I got a question for everybody here. Do you know what the worst sound in the world is? Well, it can be a lot of different sounds, but the point is it comes from your alarm clock. It, even if it's like your favorite song you put on there, Back in Black by ACDC to wake you up in the morning, and then it comes on, you wind up hating that song because it's not a pleasant way to wake up. That's kind of why we do it. So no matter how much you love that song, when it wakes you up in the morning, you just want it to stop. Now imagine this scenario. The surface temperature of your bed gradually adjusts to wake you up gently and naturally without any sound at all. Now imagine waking up rested and alert. And this is not science fiction, people. This is the new pod by Eight Sleep. The pod by Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. And that's why Time Magazine calls it one of the best inventions of the year. Pretty pretty cool to have a high-tech bed. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That's wild. Now, that means if you like your bed cool, but your partner likes the bed warm, you can have, guess what, both at the same time. It's a crazy comfortable bed and no more alarm clocks. And, of course, the best part being you could try it for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase and arrange for a free pickup so you don't have to pay to return it. They sold out of their first batch immediately, so take in orders again now, and for a limited time, get $150 off your first purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash badchristian. $150 off and free shipping at E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash badchristian. 8sleep.com slash badchristian. All right. Also, speaking of my brain and, and my memories, um, I've been working on a new bad Christian book. And the working title right now is The Little Podcast That Cussed. And what is our schedule? One book every five or 10 years? I was thinking 11 to 15 <laughs> years. Yeah. Uh, we need a, we need an updated book. And, and I'm going to say this is a little bit uh, a book about Toby and how I view our podcast. And I'll, I mean, I think it. I was I was looking over the chapters that I've written so far, and it's kind of a little inspirational. It's a little bit uh, educational. Like this is 
some of the reasons why our podcast worked or didn't or how we did things, practical, educational. And then Mm -hmm. some of it maybe even is a little motivational, uh, which I didn't intend for it to be, but it just kind of is. And then it is my sense of humor and uh, it's my voice. But all that to say, Matt, the three words you use to describe the book are inspirational, educational, and motivational. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're in a self-help here? What's going on? (laughs) Damn it. We had Mark Manson on, and now I'm like, uh, I'm going to dip my toe in that space a little bit there. Now, it's, uh, how about this? It's it's a document. It documents our story, and give, most of it is giving you details that maybe you didn't know or are maybe a little bit more clear, like several things about how Matt and I met, how Joey and I met, some of the really tough times there. Uh, some of the tough times, like especially with Joey and I's relationship, it gets pretty personal. Like I was reading back through, and I was like, man, this is... I don't. I don't know what Joe. How Joey's going to respond to this? I wonder. Probably unbelievable pushback. You know him, but uh, <laughs> in his Nikes, his five hundred dollar Nikes. But um, anyway, in writing well, this book, reasonable. one of the it's little this little tiny section that I was I was touching. Uh, I started writing about, and I just kind of looked up. Uh, I hate using the word research because I think it's the most war- misused word now in the it's history of, of the them. world. Is everybody goes, oh, I did some research, and all that means is they were sitting in their underwear, uh, <laughs> typed in Google. Uh, no, Siri did. Uh, how many Siri a question is their research? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how how many people look at Facebook or you know <laughs> Facebook numbers percentage help or something? You know, you don't even type in a full uh, articulate sentence. But uh, Matt, you'd been mentioning because we've been doing Twitch. And we're changing up the BC Club a little bit. That you had this idea that, um, and I'm probably butchering this, so you can clarify it. Like it's not everybody talks about echo chambers being super bad in these small groups, but that's what we've always done. You've always found groups of friends and people that are like minded, and that helps you kind of get your bearings straight, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you can talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But in doing this, you were saying that. Nobody, the bigger point too, one of the bigger points is that nobody really was meant to talk to each other this way in social media, right? Like you didn't, we're, meant, you, yeah, we're not used to it at least. Right. Yeah, you're not used not to it. You don't know. It, you, don't you, like there's no face to face and everything's written in brevity, like brevity mm-hmm. and efficiency with some of, some of that is good. Uh, and then at the other side of it is it's bad. And I, so in the book I was talking about how uh, a little bit of that, like, man, we're doing Facebook now is our biggest interactions, and it's kind of like, or I say Facebook, social media in general, it's kind of taking over so much of our time. And I just looked it up, and uh, this comes from social media today. How much time do people actually spend on social media? And I was thinking, huh, I wonder if they look at social media more even now than porn. But it's interesting. So on, so the average daily time spent on on these social media platforms uh so I'll, I'll just give you a quick list youtube 40 minutes a day facebook 35 minutes a day snapchat 25 minutes a day instagram 15 minutes a day twitter one minute by the way <laughs> but what's interesting about that is that's probably mike you might could even look at that as one person like one person might be looking at something YouTube forty minutes. One that same person might be looking at Facebook for thirty five minutes. You, you, if you, you average it, right? And so that's what's really crazy. So much so that uh, time spent on social media in a lifetime, like it says, at least almost it's, it's close to two years of Facebook that you'll look at in your life. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And that and that's if that's across the board for everybody. What about me? I'm forty three, and Facebook wasn't even around just a few short years ago. 
So yeah. that means like two years of my life. I mean, that is a unbelievable amount of time. If you look at those percentages, it's kind of insane. Like social media has just crept in uh, un, uh, to, to an extent where it is a humongous portion of our life. Mm-hmm. And that means what in the world were we doing before it? Like maybe we had to have real interactions. And I, I'm still pro social media. I'm still pro uh, technology and all this stuff. But I mean, I can't even understand. I... I guess I'm doing this. This isn't. I'm not mm-hmm. even talking about anybody else. This is Toby. And then well, I went look on, at people's screen time. Like there's that screen time app. I think you can look the averages on up or just look yours. But I keep asking people, and I've seen people in comment threads show their screen time thing. Yeah. And people are averaging six and eight hours on their phone per day. Wow. A lot of people. And some yeah, more. I need to look know, at mine. Like, and that includes texting and everything you do. So you can't really blanket say it, but you're on the device that amount of time. So continue on. I'll give you some more thoughts in a minute. Well, I, the only other thing I wanted to add here was it was interesting. It's become so important that it, it does in many ways rival uh, or even more so porn, which I always thought porn is the biggest thing, biggest industry, you know, on the Internet. That's what the Internet, the biggest thing that happened on the, for porn was the Internet. Uh, and so this is 2016, but the average viewer of porn, uh, I think this is from Pornhub, and this is from Bustle.com, but I think they got these stats from Pornhub. Uh, 10 minutes, 15 seconds is the average duration a day uh, in the United States. Isn't that crazy? And, and what's really funny about that, so that's less than Facebook by a lot. How much time? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's because you're trying to hide it and you're trying to get it done quick or whatever. But the interesting thing about, on a, just one more side note, is the highest amount of porn watching was all like Bible Belt. Is Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to Hawaii, then Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, and then New wow. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> the least watching porn people, Oregon, Utah, Kansas, Colorado, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, uh, New Jersey, Idaho, Virginia. I was like, oh, man. So the Bible Belt is just like that. So the Bible I Belt bet is you just. Nobody on Man on the Street interview would get that question right in Birmingham. Birmingham versus Portland. You right. catch people going out of church in Birmingham. So yeah. who do you think watches more porn? Those Portland liberals or you? Right. <laughs> Which do you think? <laughs> that's so funny i mean yeah alabama watches uh about 11 minutes and oregon watches about nine so anyway that that was just really interesting but but that both means that you're you're spending time porn social media uh All those pro- things I, I mean up. you know what i spend a lot of time on my phone is watching movies like when i go mm-hmm. to bed at night jess goes to bed i just watch a movie on my phone and i just i'm like everything is revolving around this so much so that it's just that i i am closer to my phone and it's more important to me mm-hmm. than people. Okay, I think that is not the right way to look at it, though. I really, I really think that that's a lower resolution okay. view of it. But I do think you're, I'm going to say, half right here. Because that is true, that the device is that. But that, first of all, the device is kind of neither here nor there. It's going to change over time. Sure, yeah, that's so true. I believe that. People used to watch TV, and now it's closer to you. And maybe eventually the device will disappear, and you'll just be connected to something invisible so it's kind of weird so if you f- start about and hold think on one about- second <laughs> when it's invisible or am i going to be uh like watching porn and you go toby toby and i'll go oh hey hey <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like i'll be 
the, I'm going to be sitting right beside you driving the bus or something. You're going to okay, tell so me. You'll be seeing it in real time in front of you, like in a hologram. And you may have forgotten that you left the setting on that lets other people see what you're looking at. <laughs> like you accidentally, you're oh, looking at right. porn and your Bluetooth speaker accidentally hooks up and your wife right. hears it in the other room like that. Except for it'll be a hologram that you're watching. It'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't know y'all could see that. Turn that off. Like you have a vir- virtual imagination happening outside of your body that only Eesh. you can see. You know, stuff like that. But right, right, that's right. neither. That's jumping ahead a little bit. I'm just saying that the the whole thing is you hear. I cannot stop noticing now that I picked up on it that people keep talking about how distracted everybody is by their phone, and this, yeah. and they say stuff like they're like zombies. They're like robots. They're not even right. here anymore. As t- texting and driving and all this stuff is like people are out of it. Like You're they're doing the Joey what, voice. For yeah, people. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and so I keep thinking they're that's they're not coming back though is the way I'm looking at that. Like yeah, people are disconnected gone. from whatever it is that you talk about in the physical world, like in line at Starbucks, everybody's looking down on the subway. They're not coming. It's not like we're going to get the texting right. walls down or something as soon. And it's going to, they'll come. I agree come. With they're you. not coming back. And it's not that they're zombies. They are somewhere else. They're present. They are somewhere, somewhere else. else. They are present, not here, right. somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So that's, a big shift if you can take it on, but that's why it's so distracting in a coffee shop if somebody's like on a Skype meeting and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like this, this whole other environment coming into your environment and this person is not in your environment, they're in that environment. That's right. frustrating. It's very frustrating. But because you can't be present in two places at once. So right. it, the whole world is starting to, bl- it's get the, the edges of that are getting blurry. So it's partly the way you look at it. So they are not coming back and they are somewhere else and they might be hyper engaged in a meaningful activity somewhere else but you're just looking at their meat bag standing in line somewhere at the dmv who cares you know so you don't know (laughs) what the context is really there you might think they're out of it i wish they'd take a step forward but they might actually be immersed in something valuable and that will increase over time and so i think that's one frame to consider it through that this is a pretty much a one-way ticket somewhere I feel so like now, for sure you've been in a line somewhere and authentically thought of everybody in the room as meat bags. Yeah. Like that seems like something your brain would call, yeah. would just do. Mm-hmm. And so also the the next thing about that is you have to split the difference and saying what is positive and negative. So there's new studies coming out now that say screen time ain't bad for kids and stuff like that. There's more and more of that coming out. On the other hand, there's tons of research saying that social media will cause your kids to kill themselves. Both are true. So you can't just say, you know, I'm, I'm oversimplifying both of those things, but those are yeah. the s- seeming, de- seeming. so you can say device bad, internet bad, or something, but that's not very useful. It's to use the technology can be really good, but certain uses of it, like comparative social interaction where you can be bullied or compare yourself to others, is unbelievably destructive to children, of course, to adults too. We, oh, that's just obvious, but more so to even children. So... That's horrible. So what you're doing on the device and what you're connected to on the other side of the machine in the machine is everything. And th- those st- it's just like anything else. It's, and you're going to have to really learn what's good and bad. And we're going to have to make a million pitfalls and realize, oh, that was horrible for us. Just like, you know, a lot of mistakes we've made in the past as a society. Now, the thing that is freaking me out is then people, I mean, it's like everybody wants to be negative about the devices and the social media and everything, but it's not. It's kind of weird because everybody says echo chambers are the problem here. And I, I, I'm i starting to shift my thinking away from that, too, because 
an echo chamber. They say, oh, you just reinforce your own beliefs. You don't do this, as opposed to like you're supposed to interact with people that are different than you or whatever. And I see no real precedent for that in the real world. Um, now, the more I think about it and the more I'm involved in smaller online communities that are meaningful and good. So BC yeah. Club, Twitch, what is stuff. When I, and then when I start looking at the public square part of the internet, like my general Facebook or on Twitter, when you have 10,000 followers or something like, what? Are we do like who we're not designed to hang out with tens of thousands of people and talk and we just have no idea what we're doing. And if you had to go have your normal conversations with everybody at Walmart or in an airport at once or in a stadium, how do you think it's going to go? Right. What good is that? We're not. That's ridiculous. You spend your whole and they're people you fucking hate. (laughs) <laughs> like the internet that you see when you're spending six hours on your phone, you're spending it with people you don't like that are not like you. They don't share the same background. They don't have the same views. And you are not, that is ridiculous. You spend everybody their whole life for the last, I don't know, 40,000 years have been trying to figure out how to be right. around 150 people that they can kind of trust and like and intentionally don't go over to other people's houses all the time and hang out and try to have random conversations at the mall. That's not how we behave. We hang out with a few people that we understand, trust, and like. Now, if you want to broaden that a little bit, cool. If you want to go from 150 to maybe 800 in a digital community, that sounds kind of cool, maybe, if you can handle that. But this public square nonsense is obviously, I don't want to use the word toxic. I'll say poisonous or (laughs) negative. But the general general (laughs) space out there is like shouting at everybody in a stadium, your ideas, and, and it's horrible, but there's people you don't even like. So what are you doing? So I don't think of that as, yeah. oh, so you're going to go back to your echo chamber. What, my family, my friends, people I know, people I right. trust, people that I can have deep interactions with on side jokes, and they can t- accept that I've made mistakes and am good too. That's not an yeah. echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you're supposed to be. That's the number one place I get called out for my bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, you know that, that I mean? you have to. Yeah. So yeah. it's echo chamber is not yeah. the right way to look at that. Yeah, it's you said something. How good is your community digitally? It should be a lot smaller, a lot smaller. Like the BC Club's about a thousand people, and yeah. yes, it gets it's about the same dynamics as a high school. There's this more popular people. There's people who are quiet. There's people that don't get it. There's people that you know what I mean. It's like it has start to have those type of dynamics. People that everybody loves thousand. like me. Yeah, right. It's just, you know, homecoming king, like prom king, Matt Carter, you know, yeah. just just like in regular high school, you know. Yeah. It's the same thing all over again. Yeah. Uh, Best hey, dressed. Okay, I mean, when, we were, it. when we were talking about this earlier, I was like, I don't know if I follow Matt here, but you made a great point, and I have not thought about it like this. I was just thinking about when we lived in Clinton, Missouri, and walking into the Walmart there, because Walmart was the main place, you know, the, like uh-huh. the only thing they had in the town. But if I had to walk into that Walmart... And tell every single person like what I thought. Black about, Lives Matter, everybody. Uh, yeah, about politics or cultural okay. things that day. Hey, let me just tell you. Today, this is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Or this today, this is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> and you uh, announce you know, it proudly uh, by Don- the candy section. D- Donald Trump or something like that. That would, of course, I would have to expect some real crazy answers back. I would be talking to for sure some people I don't like, some people I like more than others, and there would be a wide range of uh, responses back because that is not how I interact with people in real life. It would be it would be horrible. And it's to not be able even to say, how 
It's that you don't interact with people you don't like. You avoid them in real life on purpose, and that's not bad. That's how you live. You live by hanging around people that you like, and you do everything in your power to not go to the person's house that you hate. Oh, I know. I don't go to their barbecue. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. Right. I told y'all when I was in, uh, it was about a year ago now, I saw Jared Wilson in Costco. And I just, I was like, I just can't today. And I just <laughs> went the other way. I, like, he's a nice guy. He's on the podcast several times. I just couldn't even talk to the guy. And I was like, what in the world? But I, I avoid everything. So you're right. But that really makes it, it's a, it's a really good point, though. That is not how, you can't interact that way. You can't give, in real life, you can't give everybody your opinions and thoughts. And in real life, it would be a horrible experiment anyway if you stopped everybody in Walmart because the, what would re, the responses would even be? It might make you mad. It might hurt your feelings. It would be all those things. And so yep. now you just get it nonstop, instantaneously. You're not built yep. for it. So I'm trying to propose that people try to just reframe their thinking a little bit more, like what I'm suggesting, a little bit more. And and my response to that, and this is not a promotional one, but my response as a human being is make solutions to this. That's why I'm hanging out with you on Tuesday nights over Skype. We're watching football games together. We're using the technology to do what we do, write music. And I'm happy to have 40 Emory fans or 200 Emory fans that I already trust. They get it. They can, they're welcome here too. It's easy. It's not, it's not, not, it's easy. It's fine. It's comfortable. It's healthy. So the BC club's the same way. I don't, if I could hit all the way mute in fact, I'm probably going to try and figure out how to do this. If I could just like unfriend everybody on my whole Facebook, but just only use the BC Club. That's the only thing I do on Facebook. I do not want to see people I don't know or like talking about shit. Not interested. <laughs> I'm only interested in this only the BC Club. That's the yeah. only thing I use Facebook for and Twitter hardly at all. And I like to go in a Twitch chat and just hang mm. out. I like that. That's me being healthy with my relationships. And yes, it's on the device and yes, it's in the machine, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. But you have to cultivate it healthy. And you can, I mean, those are two communities I think pe- you know, people listening here would like and join, but make more, find more, just get, I mean, and then, you know, there's a critical size where it's too big. Like even if you have, there's a thrice community fan group I'm in is too big and it's just nonsense. There's a praise and worship guitar group that I'm in. It is the funniest shit in the world. It's, it's not good. Like it's a lot to make fun over there. There's like pedal dorks and stuff, but um, but it's too big, and so it's like mayhem. Like every, right. you know what I mean. Like once it gets too big, it's just not good. So you need a smaller little niche things to hang out in where you can be comfortable and real. That's the the idea. I mean, technology gives us that ability. It's not wrong, and you can be very present, and it can be very meaningful. Or you can go yell to everybody in a stadium about your political view and dunk on each other. It's ridiculous. Who would dunk? I mean, it's so stupid. Got dunked on. Matt, that's really noble, man. I, I, I actually, I noble's I a, not the word for it. Functional. Uh, it's it's noble and honorable because I had a Functional. different. I, well, I had a different take on it, and compared to mine, it is noble and honorable because I was just getting at. Uh, I would just hope that people would just start watching more porn than doing social media. That was we my were better whole point. off whenever the internet was yeah, like when, it was, when everybody was just porn, looking at please. porn. Yeah, when yeah. you looked at porn, it was just we had you know every, better presidents and <laughs> people weren't as mad and angry. Just uh, more porn just seemed like it was a good time back then. Yeah, right? no, it's like it's like if you're gonna drink a cup of coffee, you need to drink four glasses of water, right? Right. Yes. It's, yeah. If you're gonna watch, do Facebook an hour, at least watch four hours of porn. You got to watch four just hours keep of porn. The, you have to, to keep the ra- ratio right. I just want the world to get happy and, and do good too again. Too much Facebook. It's like Productivity. Coffee. You got to drink Lord. some water. All the social media is just bumming everybody out. Look at porn. 
Well, it's a goofy thing that people are attempting. I mean, don't you just see that people walking up to strangers and yelling opinions and hoping to get people to clap? And pu- like a stranger walks up in public and says, I know something awesome and I, I'm brave to say it. Are you going to clap? And then some people boo and some people are like, what the hell is that? That's yeah. what's happening. That's what it feels like. It didn't even used to, but it evolved into that. But pay attention because that is not, that's nonsense behavior. True that. All right, let's bring on our guest, and I think he's going to talk shit, too, about a bunch of stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop talking about social media and, and get real with with a person in face-to-face. Can we do that, Matt? Oh, yeah. In studio, too. Yeah, in, in studio. In. We got Chad Gardner yeah. from King's Kaleidoscope. Uh, King's Kaleidoscope has a new band out, and Chad's got a bone to pick with podcasts like us. What did I do? <laughs> it's you a, said new they have a new band out. band <laughs> out. <laughs> Keep that. Just say they have just a new album. I can't. I told y'all at the beginning of this perfect. podcast. I can't access I certain words. <laughs> Fuck y'all. God damn, my brain won't work anymore. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, if you're anything like me and the rest of the world, you are concerned with getting rid of some of the clutter in your life. And one thing that you're not thinking about that nobody really does is those old videotapes. They have all your memories. That's why Legacy Box is so important and so cool. Uh, and I'll just give you a cool example. With Emery, Matt found a ton of old videos like before Emery even started. I mean, it was like us being young dudes. I can't even hardly remember being a young dude. But playing music for the first time, touring, all of these things. And now those memories are preserved and digitized because of Legacy Box. And that that means a lot. Tapes get old. There's there clutter up your closet. You're trying to figure out, or it, does it? I mean, who has a VCR anymore? I haven't seen a VCR in about a decade. Seriously. So Legacy Box does it all for you. Seriously, you can experience all the nostalgia back. Uh, you know those great memories uh, right at the comfort of your home, and you know that they're preserved forever. You can gather your family. You're gonna be a family hero, honestly. Everybody's gonna go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you have this. This is so cool." That's how I felt with the Emory uh, tapes that Matt sent into Legacy Box. I just like. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot that. I mean, relive those memories. It is really fun to sit down with the family and watch those things. And like I said, you're going to be the hero to your family. So um, there's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. So you can visit LegacyBox.com today and get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. This is pretty awesome. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Christian and get 40% off your first order. That's insanity. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Christian and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. Seriously, this is going to be a lot of fun. I love the idea of, I want to see some of your old memories. I think that's kind of cool, too. <laughs> All right, Chad Gardner in studio. What's up, Chad? Hey, guys. Thanks for coming up, Chad. Happy to be here. Uh, Congratulations on the new album. Let's just jump right in, and I want to play my favorite track from it and then talk about it and and all that. So I'm going to play it on the phone here and reverse sync it up.
sweat Head down, dead ground, shovel step Milk and honey Milk and honey I don't kneel, I won't yield No light, no sight, tunnel zeal Silk and money Silk and money So If y'all know the the I, like I know you guys know uh, Nate Ruiz, yeah, or at least y'all met him. He's the guy from Fun. I don't know if it was the first Fun album, but it was definitely the one that came out before Some Nights. It was just a beautiful album, but it still didn't take. And someone told me that he turned to R and B hip hop producers and then approached Some Nights with their expertise. And obviously, I, mm. I think Chad is, if, if I guess correctly, he seems like someone who he's he's got the game plan in his head, and he obviously is influenced by different people and everything. But if you think about the kind of stuff that you were doing at Mars Hill and then fast forward to here, it does mm. seem like there is a major R&B and hip-hop, and, and some of the stuff that you even have going in the background sound like some of the stuff that you would hear in, in hip-hop songs. But it's, that's it's just... And it's just a, yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful product, man. Dude, are you headed that way? Is that, is that where, do you think that's true? Uh, well, like if you look at our first album, it's, it's honestly feels like it's two bands. So there's the songs like Defender and then we have hymns on there, like How Deep and All Creatures. And those are just arrangements we played at church. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's one version of King's Kaleidoscope. The rest of that album is like, dreams and light after darkness and it that feels like it would fit on this album and that's actually the songs we were writing like that's actually what we sounded like and you can you can hear that in the last two projects we've done too but um it's kind of like the parallel to a bar band where people go oh yeah y'all play originals yeah we sneak in an original or two but for worship bands as you play hymns and you play hymns so it's like yeah so people who fell in love with like (laughs) people who fell in love with that third of that album our first album I, I don't know how they continued to really 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 like anything else we've done because it's always been super eclectic but the last project we did with um, with all the like hip hop guests the beauty between yeah. you know my mom she said you're sounding more like yourself wow <laughs> so that's, so so cool, that's cool. actually like when people are like well you changed it's like well no I mean, you if you just liked DJ if you so. just liked the hymns we did at church a long time ago, I mean, one, it's a long time ago, but two, that was that was actually adapted, Chad. Mm-hmm. Everything else since then wow, is that's cool, I'm man. I'm actually as eclectic as the album. So some people don't like how eclectic the albums are, but some people get oh well, Chad's just kind of all those things, yeah. And all the people in Kings are all those things, so. It's still them. It's it's all real. Well, this all track particular is my favorite, so I want to ask one or two technical yeah. questions and then move into the content. Because like sure. I said, I'm just now getting to where I'm going to be able to absorb the lyrics because I just right, cannot right, right. start there. And I'm I'm 100% like, wait, it's got these hip-hop elements and the orchestral elements mm-hmm. and both in a bigger way. Yeah. And so 
I want to know that, and it's that orchestral thing's always been part of your sound, and you've always mm-hmm. had the hip hop influence. So this is the, the best marriage of that yet. But the mm. orchestra is so big. Tell us what that orchestra is and how you did that, because that's so yeah. Cool. So in, you know, in the past, we've always had like uh, we recorded like a trio or like a smaller kind of chamber ensemble, and maybe like doubled it to make it sound big. But with this album, we actually just hired an overseas orchestra in Budapest, like a full you know, I don't even know what it was, 40 or 50 pieces mm-hmm. in wow. a huge film studio. And it's wild. We we score the music. We send it to him. And my buddy, John, who has been in, the, in and out of the band forever, like doing all kinds of different stuff, he wrote the arrangements. I helped him a little bit, but he did almost all of it. We sent it to them. And then at like four in the morning, we wake up and we log into Skype. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we watch a feed of the orchestra performing. Mm-hmm. And we Whoa. literally, in between takes, we give the conductor notes. That is <laughs> like, so awesome. Like, oh, measure 68, clarinets need to be more legato. And he's like, okay, we'll do it again. Take two. And Gosh. then he just, they just do it's it. It's so cool. That's, that's crazy. That's what, with technology, I mean, that's yeah. just the, the good uses of freaking online, right? Yep. I mean, it's just yep. amazing. And it's right, yeah. really like you were there. Like I saw the video oh, of totally. it. And you talk to the conductor and say, take it again. And that's what's so cool. Yeah. I've been thinking about in the music space is like, I've been tracking music forever. And you're in ISO booths. Yeah. Where you can't see in here, and there's no line of sight, and yeah. maybe you have a little window. How's that that different than being on Skype? Skype's yeah. better yeah, yeah, yeah. than being in an ISO booth. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're in a, mm-hmm. across the world. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it was a wild experience, and it turned out amazing. So we have that full orchestra on this song. We have it on all three of the Rush or the Rush trilogy on the album, and then we have it on. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking. I'll think of it in a sec. Yeah. But there's one more. Yeah. So, yeah. So, unless you have anything else on that, I'm then curious to talk about the music and zeal in yes. general. So, I noticed the song is called Aimless Night. And I just now looked when I was playing it that it starts with a K. So, now I'm like thinking, wait a minute, what's this song about? I thought it was <laughs> about night. I thought it was about nighttime. I was like, yeah, it's yeah, dark yeah, and yeah. I'm in the stars, but I hadn't listened to the words good enough yet to digest them. So, help me out. Well, so, um, some of the songs on this album started with. Just a uh, like a picture. They were more like painting a picture with the lyrics than telling a story, or that's how the story would start. So this, you know, this beat started and it took months to flesh out, and we had all these musical ideas and there, you know. And then it, then I sit with it and go, okay, I got vocal melodies, but what is it? What does it make me feel like? And the image I had, this is a wild image, was this dude that's all alone, deep in a cave. It, but the cave is actually a garden, but it's all dark, it's muddy, it's miserable, it's wet, it's damp. And he's just digging up this garden looking for gold. Like he's, and it's like an endless, like sweaty, like existence of like just searching for basically meaning and treasure. And he's just, he's basically like dying by himself in the dark, digging, 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 digging. For look, fool's gold. For fool's yeah. gold is actually what he's mm-hmm. looking for. Meanwhile, it's like, He's neglecting the fact that the whole time he actually has this beautiful garden he could just be nurturing. So he's almost like, that's, that's a really weird image, I get it, but that's what started this song. So mm-hmm. if you listen to the first verse, right then left digging his sweat, head down, dead ground, shovel, step. It's just a dude shoveling, just mm-hmm. working. Um, milk and honey, milk and honey. Like he's looking for what the goal of like, he's looking for like substance in nowhere. Um, I don't yield, I won't kneel. Low light, no sight, tunnel zeal. Like he just focused on just grinding. So the song really is kind of just about um, not workaholic 
vibe, but just the grind for purpose and meaning. And then the chorus is the simplification of all that crazy imagery, which is just aimless night, faithless fight. So just, I mean, those lyrics kind of speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it keeps going on. And that pre-chorus, so where does the garden blossom deep within my soul? All I know is striving for this harvest of fool's gold. So really, it's just about like all of my energy and effort is being put towards a worthless fight, Mm -hmm. a faithless fight. I'm just this aimless knight. I don't even know which target to be pointing my bow at or whatever, basically. Mm -hmm. And so that fit. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that those are uh, it's really great imagery there. Is this uh, guys? This is this you in a way? Is this personal? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So like. Uh, like I'm gonna just keep riffing off the lyrics here, but like second verse, demon diamond, where are you hiding? Keep me on a mission like a singing siren. So like, I'm not talking like siren, like, I'm talking like siren, like Mm. what would lure like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like an odyssey, (laughs) you know, like tempting. Um, and you know, when I'm making music, there's, it's this like super intense battle of, I'm making something to prove myself to the world and to prove my talent and my creative genius and <laughs> and get my identity from it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's totally. that's always half the time. And then there's always this nagging, like pushing of like God inside of me being like, dude, just none. It's all just shit. It's all gonna. This is all dust. You know that, right? At the end of the day, like, mm. if you make something that moves the needle on people experiencing me or you experiencing me through that, that's all that's going to matter. But so at the hey, end... real quick, th- real quick, yeah. I just have to sell myself out. I'm such a pastor. I can't help it. I, I, at least twice I've gone, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So mm. that's the battle, that's good, right? man. But that's at the good. end of the song, at the end of the song, this rap, you know, it all spirals down. And there's this, there's this phrase, I didn't see you. I didn't care looking for lightning under the stairs. And literally what I mean in that phrase is like in my basement, which my studio, mm-hmm. like my desk is right underneath our stairs. And I'm like looking for lightning. I'm like, what's going to make, what's going to make everybody just go, holy shit. How did they do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like looking for really my identity um, instead of just being. And then the whole song ends with settle my spirit, spirit abide in me. And it, I kind of, I, it kind of clicks to me in the song of I'm just on this endless chase mm-hmm. that I'm never going to get. And I'm, I'm not actually nurturing the garden of my soul. I'm just tearing it to shreds looking for fool's gold kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy how you get to a point and you realize you need a suit. You get a little older, a little, a little more mature and things starting to come up and you're like, man, I got to get a suit. I'm all grown up now. Well, here's, here's what I want to say. If that's you, or if you are thinking about getting a suit just because you want to look all nice once in a while, don't go to the store at the mall where there's a bunch of suits already made for a bunch of people to look through and pick one for them. When you can actually get a suit delivered to your door, free shipping, and all the measurements are customized to you specifically. I am actually really all geared up about Indochino because it's just a simple choice as far as I'm concerned. They're the most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. 
Uh, they make suits and shirts to the exact measurements for its unparalleled fit and comfort. And then let me tell you a little bit about my suit on the inside. It's got some floral interior that I like to show off. It's actually got a little nice script on the inside pocket that says Clemson Tigers kick Gamecock ass. That makes me feel good. And I love to show people that as well. Uh, but there's all sorts of ways that you can customize your suit, make additions, and it is less money than what you're going to pay at these sort of stores. So it really is, if you buy a suit, you start with Indochino. It's just a given. So there's 40 showrooms in North Care, uh, North America. So that's the first way that you can get an Indochino suit is just go over to one of their showrooms and have them take your measurements personally. But you can also measure them at home yourself and shop online. That's what I did, and it was very easy. That's my preferred method by going to Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Choose your fabric inside and out. Choose your design customization. Submit your measurements with your choices, and then relax while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in just a couple of weeks. So go to... Uh, check this out. Our listeners today get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com when entering Bad Christian at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for made-to-measure premium suit, and the shipping's free. So go to Indochino.com, use promo code BADCHRISTIAN for any premium suit for just $379. Free shipping, incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. And I'm telling you, once you go custom, you don't go back. So, you know, the album is called Zeal, and the, the whole theme is this. And I know more about the theme than I've digested those lyrics, so thank you sure. for, for getting through that. But uh, like like we said, like you said earlier, we were working on a press release, and mm-hmm. um, it said in there that y- y'all had written on the studio wall, fuck spiritual apathy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so now you're in this really crazy <laughs> middle ground where you sa- you're, you're, you're really one of, I mean, you're really on the nose with trying to create worshipful, epic stuff. Sure. That is very outside of the church or the system, and and re, you've re, you know you spent the last little bit of time rejecting that, and now you're pushing back against a different ditch, which is spiritual apathy. So I would love to hear you. Yeah, it's lay, like a balance. Uh, yeah, it's just so a pendulum. You are talking to twenty thousand of them right now or more. <laughs> so let them have it, man. Go for it. Well, here's the deal. I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I have never been. And this is, you know, here goes your audience of like, okay, he doesn't get it. I just have never been the person that's like so pissed off at church organizations or church leadership or how the hell does that happen or this pastor disappointed me or, you know, abused me or like this all serious shit. I get it. But that's never been my personal thing. That's been my friend's thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel it. And I've walked with them through that for years now. My thing has more been like just a lot of comfort and a lot of apathy, like when I'm when I'm the Chad from Beyond Control that's like having panic attacks every day and I'm just a, a like mental health disaster, I feel so close to God because I need him to sustain me. When I'm not that way, like the last year or two, I've just felt really healthy. I'm just I'm back on the grind. I'm back to like prove my creative self to the world. And so for me personally, it's this comfortable apathy that I just think, damn, I really miss. I really miss actually like the conviction to be dying to myself and living for something greater. And I almost, I almost miss that intense environment of a church community that calls me to something more Uh and that reveals my sin and stuff like that. And then in my friends after years and years and years of like 
okay, I get it. We're all taking a break from church. We're deconstructing our faith. We're listening to the Liturgist podcast every week and the Bad Christian podcast or whoever, whatever we're all listening to, you know, and we're just like tearing stuff apart. Is anybody happier right now? Like, I get that we've pulled everything to pieces, but like, there's just a lot of throwing the baby out with the bathwater that I don't want, Uh you know, and I think a lot of my friends honestly don't want. And the whole idea of like, well, some mornings I wake up and believe in Jesus and some mornings I don't. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to leave it up to my emotions whether or not like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's that's a big decision there and that's not really what faith is it's not led with that feeling so zeal is all that stuff combined and swirling around and just kind of this ferocious attitude of that's we're not going to just let that let this all bowl us over it's kind of like the fight for faith like and so the album has this charge to people that i love and I'm internalizing that a lot. That's kind of like step up and jump off the cliff into faith again. And there's also a a um, there's also a lot of pointing to like the enchantment that you once had and the adventure that you once had in faith. Like I can remember being 18 years old, and you know this would get torn apart on a podcast right now. But like I would sit, I would go in my tree fort that I built when I was like 13 years old and sit down and read systematic theology. Like I would sit and read <laughs> Wayne Grudem's systematic theology yeah. in my tree fort while yeah. the sun was setting and I would pray. You know what I mean? And how easy would it be to be like, well, you know, that systematic isn't as you know accurate as this one. Or are you sure you believe that about heaven and hell? Or like, well, where are you on the Calvin? It's like, I don't care about that right now. Like, I just want to have faith. You know, like yeah. faith is so much more of a more enchanting way to live than having to have like figure God out. Like I'm ever mm-hmm. going to do that. So what do you think though? Um, and you know, this is the best environment possible to speak as free <laughs> yeah. as you can. But what do you think that let's just say the liturgists or whatever, what do you think that they are doing different than you or us? Well, they're just, or, or, I honestly know. have no idea. They're just a lot smarter than me and they think a lot deeper than me and they probably have a lot of right answers, but that is not interesting to what me What do you personally. see negative about well, about that or this culture? Well, it's just overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it's it's like it's trying to it's almost like the okay, so the problem with like, you know, huge uh resurgence Mars Hill movement movement that a lot of us were a part of was we ended up putting our faith in a blueprint of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than like a, the mystery of like, well, God leaves a lot of stuff up to the Holy Spirit telling, like, it just, we just can't know. But in, it, it, we were trusting, like, well, this is the most legit theology. It just seems like a new version of it. It's like, well, this is a newer legit theology or a new legit worldview that makes more sense in our era. And, well, you know, it's got to be more mysterious than that. Chad, I mean, do you, do you think part of your pro- – because this, this is what I'm finding, because I, I feel like somewhat similar uh, seasons. Like, I'm just like, okay – I want you more than ever, God. Like I, but I, yeah. I feel like I've gone through the. Uh, I, I feel like the last few years of deconstruction or callousness or whatever. All of this sure. time being a pastor and, ne- and never resenting, um, you know, a lot of the aspects of that job. But I feel like I had yeah. to go through that to get rid of sure. all the bad stuff. Like I have yeah, so yeah. I had so much bad stuff, and the only way it seems like, and maybe it's because I'm hard headed, but I felt like the only way for me to get rid of the bad stuff is just to be like, okay. I gotta, I gotta have like some sort of a separation of between me and yeah. all of that, and and have like a trusting attitude mm-hmm. sort of thing. But now I feel yep. like, okay, now give me some. 
where's the meat? What was I missing out on all that time? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm and I'm not like you know I'm coming across kind of like a bully right now. I'm, I know I'm a. Oh, I don't feel attacked. I, feel, I think you can take it up a notch personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, but you know what I'm saying, like, and I, I so I empathize with. I mean, these are all my like some of my best buddies. You know, what I mean, going through this, and I empathize with them. But there is a it, just like you're saying, like what you had to do, and I get it, you know. But there is a point where you go like, okay, but really, like, you could die any day. And stand before the throne of God, and like, what do you want him to say? I mean, let me just start. That scares me, man. Yeah, but let me look at in a good way. I think. Yeah. So I think that we, you know, to criticize. I mean, I've heard you use stronger language that this and this this other the deconstruction movement is just another monetization of another thing to the same group. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I do. I think that's an interesting. Yeah, because I was lighting you up on text months ago when I was thinking about it, (laughs) and I was. Did he share this with you guys? Uh Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hey man, nobody wants to go to church anymore because everybody's jaded. So bad Christians just making money off this whole audience that's basically <laughs> yeah. been hurt by the church. Yeah. So basically your entire business exists because church is like screwed up. Like, are you just the new TBN or something? Like, how does that, <laughs> how does that make you feel? <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, where would all these podcasts, I mean, you, you know, some of these people are making a lot of money and, and it's like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not, I'm not really trying to point fingers today. I, I'm, the whole point of the album was to look at this and go, are you we wanting to kind of like stay in this cyclical deal of just talking about stuff for is that our new reality or yeah. are we going to get back to like yeah this is really hard to believe this and like there's slavery and all this old stuff in the old testament but i'm just going to choose to believe that god's actually good mm-hmm. and loving and that's who he is and i'm not going to understand it yeah but that doesn't make me question all this that like it doesn't make me throw it all out yeah, you know. So I would say, from my point of view, the way I look at it is, if I had to, I'd, I'd just been an explore. I'm just on a, a journey, as they say. But um, <laughs> but in my journey, um, I can look back at it now and say the thing I've kind of committed to do personally that I think is a higher level of maturity because I mm-hmm. I experience it that way. And what I've decided to stop doing, I didn't articulate this as clear at the time. I just realized it. I yeah. have decided to stop lying to myself as much as I can. And so yeah. I know for sure I was lying to myself at yeah. the, with amount of certainty I get the Bible or what Mars Hill could be like oh yeah. that was wishful thinking that was too convenient uh-huh. that it could I could have it all this way and know I could get certainty or know that I know something that other people don't know yeah and so now I have a kind of a rigorous commitment to saying well I don't know and so I don't think of it as much as apathetic as a posture of trying to only know what I really do know well and I would say that what where where I you know, where I am trying to get with my knowledge of God, which I'm doing an awful job at almost all the time, but that, but it's the goal of mine is, is the relational knowing. So if I read a book about you, Matt, I would know a lot about you and I could study you. I could take a college course on your life. I love that course. And understand you. Brilliance one And really n- know <laughs> you in quotation marks, right? But if you just came on tour with me for a month and just you were sleeping in the bunk next to me and I was just with you and eating breakfast and da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. I would know you and I would actually know you a lot. But I would know you in a whole other realm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what prayer and time and meditation and time and community and, and you know, just confession and repentance with, like, with really close friends that know you that way, like, 
that's how you know, know God. Mm -hmm. And that's more what I'm looking for is like, that's the problem with kind of like a lot of our, my community not being in church anymore is it's like, ah, I just feel I know you. I, I know you now. And I know when somebody in your family dies and I know about you and, and we're talking about God, but we're not knowing each other in the same way. And I'm not knowing God in that way. That's very relational. And when I know God in a relational way, I almost don't care as much about big questions. Mm-hmm. Like they're not as important to me because that's good, he's a person. It? You know what I mean? And that's actually, wh- and that's where I want people on the album to get is like, stop thinking about all the big questions. What's the simple thing? And do you feel God's closeness when you sit with that for a long time? So like, you know, the whole album ends with a little bit of faith is the last song, but really the album's ending with this song called Oxygen, which is I had a vinyl record that was cut live of my mom singing Jesus Loves Me at like a church event when she's eight years old. And so she's a little girl just mm-hmm. singing the most basic Bible song. It's like, I trust the Bible and it says God loves me, period. And so the whole album is, oh, that's the other one with the orchestra, mm-hmm. huge orchestral arrangement. The whole album really is like culminating. The apex is the most simple song you could sing uh, about childlike faith. And that's where I'm trying to get myself. I mean, I'm writing this. We're writing this album for ourselves, honestly. Like, I'm not out here pointing fingers at people. It's like, I need this. (laughs) My manager needs it. The guys in the band need it. And we see our friends in just regular culture needing it. And it was hard because we've, you know, most it's way easier to write an album from this is something I'm go- I've gone through or this is me writing out my emotions as they've just happened. And then you can make songs about that. Talk about like a prayer or something like that. This album was like, all right, I need to go 10 steps this direction. How do I write myself there and like write my friends there? Mm-hmm. And it's way harder. Like Chad, in- cha- in- yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I think no, you're good. Out. You're good. That was it. That was it. You know, interestingly enough, you said something, and, and maybe I read too much into it, but you were like, don't don't overthink. And I actually think that that is part of the problem, that we don't think enough. Like, what what do you hmm. mean by we need to just uh Well, when I'm talking overthinking, I'm just thinking, like, the theological debates and the cultural... Like, you could sit and talk about Christianity and how it relates to culture. Yeah. For Maybe, the rest of your life, would you substitute that by it's a, need for certainty? It's, a, it's important more it's, than think. Though. I, well, no, I'm saying that's important, but like I have done that way more in the last few years than I ever did, and I have done a lot less, like, of just like the most you know uh, on the nose, boring. Get your friends over to your house and everybody pray for each other. Like, because cause we all kind of need it. Like, that hasn't really been happening. It's been, you know, Do you think talking about it, issues. So when I talk about thinking, I'm I'm talking about, like, that. I'm just talking about talking versus, like, yeah. maybe we just should just pray for each other or spend some time in worship. Like, if the goal of the church community is to engage with the Holy Spirit versus figure out how we engage what we think in our heads with culture. That's kind of what I'm talking about. How small do you think the bubble is when you say, because I I mean, we come from the exact same spot and the listeners do too. I can't get this out of my head if I'm right or wrong, or if I'm in some kind of bubble, but you said at the top of this interview, like, well, you know, everybody's deconstructing and like, we're not all, we're all (laughs) not going to church right now. How everybody is that? Cause it feels like everybody. I know at large, you know, everybody on the, 
street corner of Missouri still going to their local church and all that. Sure, but, sure, sure. But it there is a very strong feeling that I don't think is just the small bubble of okay, like it's different now, right? Toby I mean, and Joey, just, do y'all think I, that is like know, different now? Like I know the numbers are. I don't know what, what the polls and the numbers. I don't trust them yet. I think it's not. See. It's not everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm, it's just everybody that's like been in my sphere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm writing from my sphere and it's only going to reflect a certain audience. And I get that. Like there's plenty of people that are like, I don't care what you think about Bethel worship. I listen to it every single morning and it means something to me. And you know, like, or whatever Hills, like there's, there's main mainstream, big mega church going people that still love Jesus. And like, that's great, you know, but the friend groups that we've been rolling with are not in that spot. And that's mostly who I'm addressing. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, a perfect, might... e- Matt, a perfect example of what you're talking about is all, all family Christian stores and Lifeway stores are all shut down and the authors that they banned over the last few years are flourishing. So yeah, right. I do think the Bang. climate there is you completely go. different. That's what I'm saying. There, there is a da- I'm there not saying go. we're at the top of something, but you know, there's an outflow of culture from the art and the entertainment, no matter what. So if yeah. people are consuming podcasts, it's Joel Osteen's podcast or this one, and some people used to listen to one and listen to the other now, and I don't see a lot of people that used to listen yeah. to this now subscribing to Joel Osteen's podcast. Sure. So right. as small as the sample size is, the trend seems very yeah. real to me and, like and he, who's gonna get out there now you know what i mean like it's yeah and then, i don't know what that and means there's like a need for true. all of this i'm not saying like we shouldn't deconstruct we shouldn't we shouldn't sub all the freaking atrocities atrocities that have happened like in the last even 10 years in churches all this stuff we're pulling apart it's really good but i'm also saying like i am so deeply moved every sunday when i go to church even when i don't feel like it and my wife says, well, we got to go because we got the kids got to go to da, 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 whatever. I'm half asleep during the service if I'm or maybe my three year olds with me and I'm trying to keep him from making noise, whatever. When I take communion, it's like nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. It's just the realest thing I ever do every single week. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's like I'm it's looking almost, for that. It's almost yeah. like you're like, oh, yeah, there is some truth to all this and i i think that's the biggest yeah. thing that i've taken and it's that a I'm surprise <laughs> well, well, here, well here's the thing here's the what pastor i think I'm says yeah. you know what there might actually be <laughs> yeah. something true here yeah well, here's what i'm taking into a, a a new way of having faith is i don't need to know everything and and that's where i feel hmm. totally confident in saying nope i'm off the tracks of systematic theology like i just don't think that that sure. necessarily works for the Bible. I'm interested in it. I'm curious sure. about it, but I'm off those right. tracks. And so I think that's why my relationship feels so much more enriching with God, because sure. I feel like I'm I'm communing with the same God that's been there through my depression, through my legalism, yeah, yeah, through yeah. my fundamentalism. But now it's like I'm free to be his. And like, sure. I, I feel like God laid on my heart that my number one objective for you is to be free. So no matter, yeah. and, and, and that doesn't mean, so do whatever it means. I'll take care of the rest. You just make sure you don't start yeah. feeling guilty. You don't start feeling like you need right. to be a people pleaser. Your freedom. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. go to the Bible and see if you can back that up. Of course you can. Of course you can back that up. I mean, yeah, who man. the sun sets free is free indeed. Uh, Galatians 5.1 says, make sure you don't lose your freedom. And I, I just mm. feel like there's such restoration. I, I texted Devin, too, and I'll, I'll say something along the lines of the music because I started listening to Zeal as well. Music like Zeal and then uh, specifically, like the latest Emory album, for instance, too, falls in this category, but it's yeah. especially Streets of Gold that Devin wrote. Like I texted him. I said, dude, every time I listen to this song, I choke up because I feel like it's a, a theme to my life right now. And it's like yeah. the fact that artists like you and Emery 
are expressing this in music is like cool water on a hot summer day because it's like Mm -hmm. these are my homies you know i don't know you that well chad but these are people that i know they know what i know they came from where i came Mm -hmm. from and man i can get a lot out of hearing Devin talk about i just want God to be true, and I hope to God that I get there and I see that everything was right, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. didn't want to make you upset. I didn't want to, you know, yeah. it's just, that stuff is just so cool. uh, nourishing, you know? Yeah. How about that for churchy language? It's nourishing, yeah, I baby. It. I love nourishing it. to my nourishing soul. In my journey. Hell yeah. Do, uh, who are you more concerned about or would be more eager to give rebuke to? The Kool-Aid <laughs> drinker at Bethel or the Kool-Aid drinker listen to the Liturgist podcast? <laughs> Where is your? I mean, I already. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't man, know. By what, the way, this is the kind of question that, that you would job. me for. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, come on! You have that impulse. It comes out all the time. <laughs> Just the microphone's on now. It's only doing. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we gave the we gave the Bethel like we gave the Bethel rebuke long ago uh-huh. on the prayer and like just the, what we've done in the past. I think this album is much more the rebuke of like, all right. Get your get your head out of your or get your earphones out of your head and stop listening to other people just talk about faith and pause. T- turn this podcast off now. Turn this podcast off now. Don't finish the rest and of just it. don't finish. Don't, and don't keep come us back. talking and just say, "Wow, when was the last time that I just actually asked God for help or asked to sit with Him for just ten minutes?" Yeah, ever. I mean, when was that for a lot yeah. of us? I mean, serious. Mm. Even during the, I mean, not I don't barely, but like you know, what I mean, I'm trying to, but like. So even on, um, we, you know, we have two vinyls that we made. So one is the rush, which is like a three part single and it's a little 10 inch. The back of it, we made a, it's almost 10 minute instrumental, like meditation track with a little card insert. That's like a Bible verse just to sit and just pray with mm-hmm. like, that's how serious we were like. What people actually need right now is something like this. We're going to put it in vinyl. Yeah, I mean, there's you no know? doubt about it. Like, wh- wherever you land on the philosophical way you're approaching it, this just, un- like, when I say that, yeah. it seems like everybody's going through this. Well, I don't know if everybody's going through what we're going through, but right. the the place is different. This earth we live on ain't the same anymore. It's changing rapidly yeah. with the technology, with yeah. the stuff, with the amount of information we know that right, sheds right. different light on spirituality. I mean, it's different. So you better, I mean, it's time to focus on where we headed as a yeah. everybody together, in my yeah. opinion. Like, I don't know what's right or what's wrong. I'm not going to lie to myself about it that I do know, yep. but I know it is different. And there's nobody that's like, yeah, things are just normal. No, it, it wherever you are, yeah. things are becoming way, way different now. Right. So things like, what were we doing with all this social media time sure. years ago? I don't know what we were doing. We probably were praying some. We probably connect. I don't know exactly. but That's a good point. We're probably just sitting and thinking a little more, mm-hmm. processing. Being bored. You know, I don't know. It's crazy. I, I, There's more okay. information and less time to process mm-hmm. it, which drives us all crazy, and we're all terrified. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is, though, it feels like being captured in the moment. that Like, nobody ever got to say all this deconstruction stuff before. Like, it's true. <laughs> you never even got to be – you didn't used to get to be a Christian and say the word shit or fuck. Like, you, uh, yeah. what, a year or two ago, you didn't get to play – like churches and christians yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. said you yeah. can't come here and and so the problem the, the reason i would push back on this and even like what joey said joey says god told him just be free i go well shit what the fuck does that mean <laughs> what, like, what the hell context, are you talking though? about I, I hold on just let me finish yeah. i'm just saying like why you i agree with you. you shouldn't listen to anybody or take anybody as the god's honest truth or whatever but i believe the church in particular what we're talking about here has been so oppressive 
And that is the only mm-hmm. outlet or only input we've had about our God that now everybody gets a voice. Everybody shouldn't have a voice. I believe that. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> I agree. Don't. You're right. I, to an extent, I do kind of believe you should turn this off and go walk around and think. That just, sure. just get some alone time. Like, but I know for but also like it for me, it's just not that simple just to go, okay, I'm just going to pray. Like it, yeah. so many times prayer has been associated with some stuff that I just felt like was really shitty. Sure. Like, it wasn't good. So like, for example, I haven't been to church in a while and I haven't taken my family and yeah. we've had more time that we Together. spent with each other. And right. I still feel guilty about not going to church. I feel guilty that I haven't done communion. I feel guilty that my yeah. kids aren't there and maybe learning about God. And that isn't real. That's something that the church put inside of me that goes, or, right. and, I church, and I'm not, I don't want to live in victimhood. And it feels like a little bit that's what you're talking about. People wanting to live in victimhood and stay in victimhood. And it just becomes a cycle. Right, oh, everything sucks. And I totally agree there. It leaches into everything. I was just listening to the uh, Joe Rogan podcast with, with uh, Kevin Hart. And it was awesome. He was like, the world's so negative now you don't even hear it like just people talk shit right. about everything you just like it's almost like just white right. no, yeah okay you know and it, and that regardless of it, if you're acknowledging it or not it does seep in i agree with you but i do think we're kind of in this moment right now where now maybe maybe we're about to get through it and everybody's like well i'm tired of that negative shit i got i got i said a lot of shit now sure. maybe i am looking for that joy and, <clears throat> and that's part of why i do think i, I really enjoy your music and maybe always have like Joey was talking about rap and R and B and stuff like that. And I, uh, maybe some of your influences and in the, in the way you're going. But I was like one of my fa- all time favorite artists. And I hope you take this as a compliment. <laughs> it's, it, it's, seriously, because it's an older artist and he's still Kid around Rock. making Here great music. No, Kid Rock, <laughs> music soul child. I don't know if you ever heard oh, of music yeah, soul child. For sure, okay. dude. But just like one of my all time favorite artists, and one of the reasons why is there's always some joy. It yeah. just it just exudes from the music it, and just the song we just listened to. There's still like you're it still feels like you're you're talking about some heavy shit with the, with right. your, with the lyrics and there's still some joy there. So I really do appreciate that. I do yeah. want the joy. I do want the uh, to try and squash a little bit of the negativity. And I don't want anybody living in victimhood. That's the one of the things that yeah. I, I and I don't know if you're getting at this or not. Even but even maybe with our podcast or some podcasts like ours. Sometimes we do get into this, woe is me, man, life is, everything's bad. And then the the church did this and the church did this. The only thing that any of those things can do, you let it do. And and, I mean, Mm -hmm. of course, there's some really bad abuse, but I'm saying, of course, course there's horrific abuse and all kinds of terrible abuse. But the only thing is that abuse will live inside you as long as you let it Mm -hmm. or however much ground you want it to get in your heart or in your mind and all that stuff. So that stuff is you going, okay. This is what happened to me. Like for me, for example, I was told if I didn't speak in tongues, I wasn't right. a Christian. So I faked right. speaking right. in tongues. I faked it three times. Finally, everybody's like, I guess he's telling the truth. And so that was it. And I then love that you uh, know the number three times. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I wasn't even good at it. I can remember the first time I did it. I promise you, because uh, nobody else was. I was in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. I just say, I promise you. I, yeah. I told you my, my memory works yeah. strange. I said, I think I said shalalala, shabala, shalalala, shabala. I threw it. I throw a B in. I throw a B in every once in a while, and I hold my hands up, and then everybody's like, "Oh, he's good. Yeah, welcome, welcome. He's it. good. You're gonna, he's good. You're in the yeah. club. In the club in the like club. I said, a password. Yeah. <laughs> you know you what I mean? But but all I'm saying is, I think you're right, and maybe we're just in this exact moment, Matt. Maybe I don't. It felt like you were kind of getting to that too. Everything's changing, and we we can't even cope with it. Oh wait, we can all talk shit. Okay, well I want to. I want my turn. You know what I mean? And so that's yeah, what it's, it is. It's not. It's, I'm not like you know. I'm not coming at it going. There's a time and a season for everything. So yeah, we needed to tear it down. You know, I mean, I, and I know what you're talking about. Not going to church. Like there's definitely. I mean, we did it for 
a long time post Mars Hill is like, what we only need to do right now, the best thing for us spiritually is to just not do anything, but just hang out and hang out with yeah. friends mm. on Sundays. Of course, you know. Um, but also, I will say this to the listeners too. Even though I worked at Mars Hill and was on staff, which is probably like one of the roughest places to be, and my wife was treated poorly and all, all that stuff, I and I I realized this m- a month ago. So my my grandfather passed away recently, and just him passing, I realized the insane legacy of faith that I'm kind of just carrying out that him and my grandmother started. So yeah. I mean he helped physically build and community build the church that I grew up at, that my parents got married at, mm-hmm. that my they my grandparents had five kids. All of them are Bible-believing, like Christians. They all are married to spouses that believe in Jesus. And we've always been super tight. And anyways, but going through that whole process, being in his service, finding out about more about his life, I just had this perspective of like, I don't know anybody else in my life that all their aunts and uncles are believers. Mm-hmm. That, that my grandparents were believers, that they fostered a whole church community of hundreds of people that my grandpa built with his hands. And I'm almost just like doing exactly what he did just with music in a different way. Mm-hmm. All this to say, I come from a really, really, really good example and like lineage of doing church and community well, mm-hmm. very well. And I, I get that it's extremely rare. So for me, it's it's more work to empathize with the patience and how long it takes for people that, like you're saying, come out of a carriage. Like some, it could be all kinds of bad situations, yeah. but like nobody was ever telling yeah. me I had to speak in tongues yeah. to be a part of the thing. They were just telling me Jesus loves you from the time mm-hmm. I was two. Well, we've never had to occupy the you space know? before where you're sitting there saying that, and then the person sitting across from you, and the next thing underneath Twitter is I was molested unreal constantly right. by a Catholic priest. So fuck yep. you. Yep. So okay. So what do we now? What? So like, now what? Yeah. And what right. I'm saying is like. I want to be able to like embrace that person and understand everything they're saying and their pain and feel them with empathy and also still say, Can, will you, will you let me pray for you? And let's sing Jesus loves me together at this King show yeah. like, or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I, like, it's both. I'm but, not, but there's so many people that are going, yeah, I, we can be friends, yep. but we are not singing that will trigger the fuck out of me to do that. I can't be around that right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I There's people, guess. that's the real point. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I mean, so let me let me, let me me tell you all this. So uh, how our we started a house church about three years ago, and it was pretty much everybody considered themselves a Christian, but they needed different fellowship. Half of the sure. group didn't go to church. The other half did. But sure. over the years, you had people that said, I still want to be in this group, but I'm not a Christian anymore, or mm-hmm. I'm looking into Buddhism, and then a new person comes and says, yeah, I used to be a Christian. I still kind of believe in Jesus. And it's just like this hybrid. And so yeah. what, what happened is I, I never wanted this group to be mine or about me or anything. So I just like, I, we're going to let this thing turn yeah. into whatever it's supposed to be. And af- about three years of turning into, yeah, sometimes we have formal discussions. Sometimes we'll talk about a book, but usually we're just shooting the breeze, eating, mm-hmm. letting the kids play outside, which all that stuff is important. But I'm starting right. to hunger again for, hey, let's can can we pray together? Like we don't right. even necessarily have to all believe in prayer the same way, but I, I'm sure. I'm hungry for something deeper to the point where I'm almost like, hey, if if we want to keep being friends and hanging out and stuff, sure. maybe let's do that a couple times a month. I want to be involved in something where people right. are like, hey, I, 
I need something deeper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just that yeah. community sort of thing. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I feel that way. It's, it's, yeah, I agree with that. I, I definitely think there has to be structure. Like I'm, I'm all for, I promise you, I've said this a million times. I'm all for churches going, this is what we are. This, 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 and this, if you don't like it, totally fine. We love you. Don't come here. You won't, you're yeah. not going to enjoy it. Like yeah. same way I as agree. I go, I want to go take a Smaller. science class. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. This science class is talking about literature. <laughs> Yeah, French yeah. literature. Wait a minute. I don't want that. Yeah. Give me the science stuff, right? Like I, yeah. like I can choose, and that allows me to choose. And so that's that. Well, I do believe that in that structure. And and you're right. Prayer and sharing that time. To, I'm 100 for that. I think the bigger issue with me though is I. Okay, the big issue I have is I feel like the whole church system is full of shit and it's hypocrisy. And one of the guys sure. on this podcast is a pastor and is working with it and finding joy and mm-hmm. growth. And experiences that I cannot get there. I literally, I went to a wedding this week, and several of the people, including the pastor that presided over it, are divorced, and they're talking about these people that are getting married, like you're going to be th- yeah. with each other forever, and it's all this like platitude <laughs> but, hey, uh, talking, but- and it, and I go, well, why in the fuck do I need to go to church to hear? Fucking bullshit artists. They, yeah. they don't. They don't care. They, they're saying pray together because it's just something yeah. they're saying. I don't know if they even mean it. No, I, I like, agree. That's what I, don't know. I mean, I, I agree with that. But my, but my, my counter is that you're pro- one. Why would you expect so much of people? Whoa. That's all we are. I mean, the church is going to be so okay. bad. Jesus well, the died church for expects. It. Let me interrupt right there. That the, okay, but I think sure. you're both exactly right, except well, for why? Why you say you don't even know if he means it. Well, that's not somebody you should be talking. You should. I'm saying no, no, small. Hold on, hold on. That you do I'm know saying. They mean I'm saying. Stop expecting right. anything great from any church. They're all going to be awful once you get behind the yeah, curtain. Yeah, but trust is necessary. So if you I can't have trust in, of some nah, remote hold on, big hold on, pastor, hold on, hold on, hold on. you need this one. You know, you're right, Matt. Trust you don't even important. agree with trust. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You don't I'm think saying people should be trusted. I agree. Trust is important, and find that church. But look, that's a long process. It's hard. And it doesn't happen for a lot of people. It's not about can I fully 100% trust this organization of completely broken, screwed up people and they're going to never disappoint me. It's like your problems with the church are a different thing than your problems with Jesus. Mm -hmm. They just are. And I think people separating that is like you can have all the problems with the church with you want and I'll say, yep, yep. Yep, and look at me. I'm one of the people. You listen to me, sure. and I'm disaster. But no, you know I mean? I, but trust but, is not that, but, Joe. We tr- I trust you guys. What are you talking about? I mean, I love trust, but, but you can't trust much. Yes, you know, but what I'm trying to write about here isn't the locally. trust of, like, church. I'm not mm-hmm. looking at everybody going, like, get your ass back in the, in the pew. I'm saying you might not want to go back to that pew, but it might be cool. You might want to take communion. It might actually be a mm-hmm. big deal for you. Or, like... Let's let's separate a little bit of this organizational beef you have with actually Jesus and sure. your relationship and, with him. And what I'm learning too is there are people like like Toby. I mean, with this conversation, it's like I agree with Toby, agree with Chad, yep. agree with Matt, agree with us all. So another right. aspect of this is within the church that irritates the hell out of all of us are are and, and this makes me sound like an ego, like, oh, people like me are are awesome. I don't mean that, but I'm saying there are people going to these churches that I resonate with 100%, and they're in it for reasons of, I just want to have fellowship, and it's not sure. even great, but I'm meeting people. And then I, I I understand, and this is a whole new conversation, there's also harm that comes from church was a whole new subject, but there are people right. within these churches that people are going to that 
it, see things exactly like you, but they're like part of my personality. I just want, I got to have this. Well, Toby, that's not you. And I, and I get yeah. that, but there's good, there's, there's people yeah, yeah, within, yeah. you know? No, but I think that's a cop out. <laughs> what, like what's what, the cop out? Uh, what, I just made an observation. What other thing on earth do you give that much, uh, uh rope <laughs> yeah, to? I'm going mean, to have to go what, with Toby chicken fi- What chicken finger restaurant is open right now that serves fucking shitty chicken fingers. You don't know that because they don't exist. Everything like, the church the can be so shitty. Take yeah. your money, not tell you a single fucking thing they're doing with your money, except for we went to Uganda one time. Here are the pictures <laughs> of, of seventeen white kids. We yeah. got them on a stock uh, footage the photography. It's <laughs> not a defense I, to say there's it, one good one. It doesn't. No. The people do that all the time, and I want to put this on record, and then you'll think about it later. It'll come but back look, up. But with doctors and teachers, people go, "Oh, I know a good teacher. It only takes one." Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't take one. It doesn't matter if there's one good person. Like it, it matters. If if like half the doctors are bad or most of the teachers are bad, that's bad. You don't have to say. But there are good ones. That doesn't save it. That doesn't mm. save it. It's not okay. Well, I, you know what? I give. I you know I I deposit my work check every week in this bank. Sometimes I get some of the money back or something. There's I, you some know, good people they, they, there. But, and but, so but that share, steal my money. Sharing the works the counter. Bless her heart. She's actually right. a really sweet. So you lady. can't. Knock I mean, the you bank. just wouldn't do that yeah. in any other thing. And so I don't like that. The, the, but Toby, like you're telling me way too much. But okay, so you're. I get all your anger, and it's all real, and it's all right, and it's all. I'm sounding exactly like what you hate. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're sounding righteous. I mean, Jesus would be pissed too. He'd flip the table. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying at the same time, there's no community or there's no church in your entire city where there's a group of people that you would trust to go pray with. I can't believe that. You're right. There's, I couldn't prove that, and you would be. I think you would be right that there is a group of people with honest hearts. Y'all, of course, that is the truth. Even if it's now, nine people, you yeah, know. Yeah, even if it's nine people, I, you I mean, know. At the very and least, I, one. But I believe it. I yeah. believe it's many. I think what I'm saying is, what if the church system and the and since we're not gonna if we give it this much rope, yeah, the actual good people don't get to really be a part of doing the really good things. I like, agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, like church yeah, is too busy like to me with is, structure and it, it, programming. I mean, what, and, like our TV now, we don't even watch on a schedule, but I have to sure. go to this place at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. <laughs> right. Or like, I, I, I would not, yeah. Netflix would well, be gone if it was said, this is when your show comes on. Sabrina, the teenage witch comes on yep, only yep. at 10 a.m. And that's when you can find out this information that like the whole thing is just yeah. backwards. And I think, it, I feel like it's just archaic and not actually encouraging innovation it shuts down music. It shuts down people being able to think freely and do those things. And it shuts down actual transparency and real vulnerability because the people in charge are just in this club. So and, could and, you and, say, and, man, but, but, so you're right, but you're painting a brush I'm probably talking from an authority, too. I'm, I'm mostly talking about authority. I think y'all are talking about the church people. Yeah. You're also painting, painting with a huge brushstroke. Like you're, you're painting the right picture, but it's one of them. But it's the dominant one. So from my point of view, there is sure the, we've, this, we've hit the tip of the iceberg of, of things church? there are to tear down. There's right. lots more to tear down. <laughs> There's a lot more demolition to do. But look, look, but look what I'm saying is the past 15 minutes of this conversation is what we've been doing for five years. And we can keep doing it, and we should keep doing it some. But what I'm also saying, what the thrust of this album is, is this enough? Mm-hmm. Is this right. what our faith has been reduced to? It's just showing how shitty everything is. If that's the way I ran my marriage, like if that's the way, like, are you kidding me? That's, that's a disaster. But can I just be a demolition specialist, though? <laughs> can I just specialize? No, 
You're a child of God. Jesus yeah, made like you to build his kingdom, not whatever, to just you know? tear down the shitty parts of it. <laughs> yeah, that's but, not what we were made for. But there, but there's some people with unique uh, points of view to share on one. Th- I don't know about how to tell people what theology or to lead but the prayer. Look, that's not really my specialty. De- if doesn't the mean deconstructing I of all this shit and all the the horrible stuff that goes on and all the power mongering and all that stuff, if it's not building faith mm-hmm. for God. I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean hey, can, anything to me. Can I tell y'all? Let, let me tell y'all something interesting. See what y'all think. Uh, and this this will be released later. But I interviewed uh, Darren Patrick, who is a pastor that went through the whole friends with Driscoll fell yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. He theorizes that all of these pastors that are falling is ultimately part of the uh, and, and I I don't agree or disagree, but it's an interesting thought. Part mm-hmm. of the um, What's the word I'm looking for? Cleansing, um, uh, pruning, part of the pruning process of the church. In other words, God is saying, you want consumerism? Have at it. This yeah, is what happens. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, when he said that, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. things are changing in the church. People are not trusting anymore. Thank the Lord. And it's People good. Because yeah. every, every pastor was a celebrity that was just taking money. I get it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you, Toby. I, I'm also saying, like... When was the last time that you personally felt like you were, like, when is the last time that faith to you felt like you were six years old and it was Christmas morning and you just, you were just feeling in your gut, like, shit, nothing in the world matters except for that I'm God's son. And I feel that. You can't remember that. that? No, you can't. You can't. But I'm saying that was a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know well, I mean? I, I mean, I, uh, I mean, just, I mean, when you're talking about family and friendships, I agree. I sat yeah. out by the fire the other night with my daughter, and she mm-hmm. said, "Dad, I just love sitting here with you." <laughs> yeah, and she's not, yeah. and I just, I'm just, that is it, I get it, <laughs> right? And I felt, that I can, promise you, yeah. I did think, I did think that was God. Like I, for a moment, I was like, "Wait a minute, there's, uh, wait, I, love I, ma- I married this woman, and this woman's inside, but there's this <laughs> little girl that is pursuing house. me." Yeah. And wants to be with me, and it, and it's it, it is beautiful, and there's a closeness mm. and all these things, and I was just I was really I just it just meant so much, and that's one of the reasons why I do feel so passionate about it because I don't like that this church that we have built is yeah. it, 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 she doesn't have much of a chance in, in mm. previous history. Like y'all are saying, mm-hmm. I know you're saying you're right. This last five years has been tough and super negative. But I mean, go back the last hundred or two hundred years, sure. it was real bad. I mean, what were the people saying? Like, hey. You know, I know that well, there's some slave owners, but you know, yeah. Danny over there is pretty good. Or, well, I know, I know that these people won't let women uh, right. talk at all or do anything, but, well, but you know, sh- yeah. th- th- this guy's pretty neat. Yep. Like I'm just saying, you can't like you. You have to like. It's, it's I, I almost think you have to burn way, it down. I, got, if I had my Pharisees. way, I would, I would say burn it down and then rebuild right. what community mm-hmm. is, rebuild yep. what actual vulnerability, transparency, sure. all this stuff. Because right now we're hanging on to this thing. We're hanging on to this system rather than I, I think what you're getting at is the faith that i do want to hang on to the faith i, I like i feel i'm not defending probably, any I, system at all and no, I'm, i know I'm, you're not i know you're not and i'm I know going you're like it's people. not even five years let's just say right. we sure. got we've always had pharisees yeah we always had we've always had people that are robbing people and telling yeah. people they got to do stuff to earn god's love Th- that's not new you know what i'm saying and jesus did a really good job of throwing them down on the mat Mm-hmm. And we will all, we still need to do that. That's part of kingdom building is calling him out. That guy's a fake. That guy's shoes are worth way too much money for him to be a pastor or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's do that. 
I'm not negating any of that, but let's also just go to the garden and pray together. That's yep. all I'm saying. That's all I'm adding into this pot right now. No, I agree. I think you know you're talking mean? about the actual faith and prayer and community, which is all the things that I 100%. care about. I, I, and I, I'm saying for me personally, that other part is wrapped up in it. Like I, oh, I, yeah. I, I wish, it. you know what I wish? I promise you, I wish everybody on earth wouldn't go to church for a year. Just don't go. Watch them disappear. Watch all the bullshit go away because they everybody had to yeah. get a real job outside of the church. And yep. that it is a real job, yep. but you know what I mean, like a job outside yep. of the church. And then just see what happens a year from now. See see what faith looks like. God, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't yeah. fucking believe it. Don't go to church for two years yeah. and look what faith could look like because people will be hungering for the realness, the truth, the transparency, the vulnerability. Yeah. Hey, wait a yeah. minute. I can be this way, this way, this way, and I am a Christian. Like, mm-hmm. And then you can have some real conversation. God, I hate like I sound that's like hard a, to argue. No, that's hard to argue. <laughs> well, you should say that like a, stuff. You know what? Like a fucking I, moron. I think I know you'd, you'd find something even more interesting than that if you said, okay, in two years, we're going to start rebuilding the church. But in the two years, no. I bet you at the end I'll of two you years, what, you'd find you that the, the real things already had emerged organically. You would see look, prayer. Look, you yeah. would see you would faith. See you would see yeah. community. Look, It'd be unbelievable. Here's the deal, though. It still would disappoint you. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well, yes, well, yes. Because I it's people. You know, yeah, like I just I said, like, yes. of half and of me I, making yeah. this album, I just got the CD today, half of me making this thing is this fight to prove myself to the world. What do you think a pastor feels like when he gets up and has to preach? Yep. He is right. fighting, am I good enough? But he shouldn't that's, be in that position, though. I everybody's mean, in that position till we die. I mean, but I, we, all I would say though is the pastor role is probably the worst role to have. Of that course, sort of, it mentality. Is. of course it is. Of course it is. But but I'm just saying, you can't that escape. Pastor it. is still it's sinful and he's still a needy yeah. and he's a right. child that just wants to know that yeah. his community loves him. Yeah, and that, we're all and, the exact well, same way. Chad, you're well, actually. You're putting words to what I've been feeling at this conference. Like I was telling these guys before you came on, like I'm so thankful that, and I, I it may just be a week season, like a mm-hmm. W E E K, you know, where it only lasts for a week. But I just feel like I'm just so tired of being angry. I'm so tired of being so critical. And I do, I, I, I think the criticism it has to continue. I just can't, I can't muscle through it right now because mm-hmm. when I see. The, the the dummy that I always li- you know would listen to and be like what in the world is he talking about why is everybody listening why do we have these mm-hmm. lights and all that? and it's just sure, like sure. it's a person like yeah. what do I expect and when you uh, when you say what you said about you know you can't expect like if you gather a lot of people together even twelve you're gonna somebody's the leader are get so and they're just yeah. a regular emerges, dude yeah. and everybody's gonna but see the guy volunteers right. for the leadership right role is often the weakest most insecure yeah. worst thing that's the pro- that's one of the problems with it and joe you're yeah. tired of being angry i get it toby how about you are you t- sick of yeah, being angry no, it's more like a fish in okay. water kind well, of here's where <laughs> the, i feel like toby's hurt <laughs> yeah. i hear him this, going oh. this is where i feel it's a challenge to me i think you're exactly right i'm not as far on stopping the the criticism just because i do think it's more recent but we just feel it really strongly i do think you have to pair it and this is what i feel guilty on this podcast personally for me i feel very guilty that there isn't pairing we don't pair it enough with the joy with the hope with it like 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 i said i feel more strongly about jesus probably than i ever have in my life like that it's (laughs) it is crazy crazy. i feel like i i I mean i feel like sometimes like serious like whoa where the hell did this come from and i think (laughs) part of it is because i i have pulled myself out so far that i'm just seeing like this raw jesus like Mm -hmm. a just this real thing where i'm like whoa 
hold on, this is about, oh gosh, it, it isn't about me. Like what, that's what I'm saying. Like what, what do I want? Some church that would fit what I want. That would be, you're yeah, right. That yeah. would be disgusting. That'd be horrible. Just, Toby's I don't church. want to appease that. <laughs> I, I want, I want that structure. I need, I'm a person, my brain even feels that way. Like I need that structure. I want somebody to say, okay, hey, listen, this is what yeah, we're doing. Right, we're going to pray right. here. I'm going to open up this. I'm going to open up Deuteronomy. This is what we're going to talk about. And here's where we're going to yeah. get real on this. Like those things, those structures and sharing the sacraments and singing songs and all that stuff. The bigger picture for me though is, you're doing this on this record, and it finally feels like, man, this is the real Chad. You said your mom said it was the real Chad. <laughs> holy shit. And that <laughs> means, you know what that means? In the, way, the real guy. The real guy's mm-hmm. here talking about, holy shit, I care about faith. Man, mm-hmm. I care about prayer. I, I, mm-hmm. What the hell? Like, the, the real guy's there. Wait a minute. This is what I believe. For the yeah, first, yeah, Maybe yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. first times, it, it's coming through yeah. the most clear. Yeah. And I think of the that, that makes me think, oh, man, art is back, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, 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 you know. My guess, Those things Toby, are important. is the reason why you feel so close to God right now is because all of the answers don't need to be answered anymore. It, yeah. the, the like the fact that you feel God's presence, that's that's it. Like, why well, do we need more than that? also out from under the, the there's no boot on his neck, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do, it seems like yeah. a little bit of limited training wheel kind of situation. I do believe religion's been good for the globe over time, and I do believe it is good for, even for mm. us, you know, to be in some kind of system of some sort growing up and having. That, you know, like it. I just do think it's it's a when you put a li- limit on it or a cap, it does feel like something you should be able to move through and even beyond. I mean, mm. I don't say beyond, but beyond the idea of a social structure led by this yeah. person, whatever. I think you should be able to move p- mm. past and through that with maturity. It's like mm-hmm. a reduced version of who God is for my little kids. You can't limit it there, and that's what I think. We're like, you've been limiting us for so long. Here's the real Chad. Here yeah. it is. Mm. So the other stuff has been. Hmm. Both helpful and has been getting in the way. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Well, anyway, I love the, I this love conversation the idea is that, terrific. Like, We're I, gonna I, move I on. Hate, I hate. I y'all know me. I can't hardly stand Christian music, and now I literally can say. Uh, there's a Christian artist. And I'm jealous of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm like shit. That. That's good. No, <laughs> when is the last time I listened no. to an album about God and went, hey? That is good. That yeah, don't happen I mean, much. No. So I that's know. what I'm saying. Like this, maybe this is just. I think you're right, but I just think if we can just wait a little bit longer and add <laughs> that component of joy, hope. Wait a minute. Everything isn't the fucking world. Like I've I've said this a million times. We yeah. live in the best possible time ever, and I know there's a lot of stuff to fix. But I mean, you wouldn't trade any other time as far as safety, medicine, technology, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and the, the ability, like you said, to access God and access other people. So I do believe. I think we're in agreement. I think y'all are talking more about people, and I'm probably talking more about the church system mm-hmm. and and the failings of that, which I know y'all agree sure. with. But I but I do I do hope we can just there should be some culmination of this. And what does that look like? That's where I would love to get to. Yep. What does it look like five or 10 years from now where what is the church? Oh, wow. That's yes. something. That's yeah. fresh. I certainly that, don't see raw. this as a demolition mission. It's just exploration and hopefully it's figuring it out. That's I, I just see that myself as I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going to do that out loud yeah, I think wherever that, that goes. So much of the terrible stuff has been shed, which has been really, really, really helpful, obviously. It's there's just also like, okay, we can keep going at these Pharisees all day long, but like, what else are we? Are we? Is that mm-hmm. it? Is that all we're doing? That's yeah. basically the the frame. No, of the I agree. Record. I agree. You I know. agree. Right on. All right. Well, Chad, thank you and, for coming. And by. hey, Good by the way, the you're record. right. As soon as this podcast stop, stops making money, <laughs> I am quitting. I won't. You won't hear another word, and I'm starting a church. There would be no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll follow the money. Well, you know, you probably got the right perspective to start a church right now. So to do it.
man thanks for having me guys well yeah, this tour you, is going to be huge and it's it's very ambitious all the things that are going on so every, i mean everybody knows we, you heard the song you can find on spotify but yeah. you know let's do it let's let's uh support the good music and the good podcasts or the bad ones if you don't support the bad ones support the good ones but you had to decide <laughs> what they are you had to decide which ones those are and that's yeah. up to you oh man both and, and, and we need it and, all. And last thing, I really do. That's what I'm saying. I just love it that you have a strong opinion. That means at least it is real. That's the yep. thing I want it's to talk passive. to people about. It's like not, I don't yeah. feel right, like right. you are. You're not putting anybody down. You're saying what you think. Yep. And then that's what that's what I that's what I really mm-hmm. appreciate. Are you coming mm-hmm. to Nashville? Is Kings oh, K yeah. coming to Nashville? That's the first show. Two weeks. Hell yeah. It's Might scary, it. man. It's our first first full national bus tour with freaking. LED wall and lights and I mean it's like oh, the man. whole deal and we're like is this gonna work? It'll work. It'll be how epic. close are y'all coming to Charleston? Are y'all going to Greenville or anything like that? Uh, Atlanta probably. Atlanta. Yeah, probably Atlanta. Yeah. What, what's the chance I could get a couple free tickets and then really impress my daughter? Oh, of course, they're, they're yours. <laughs> Text yeah. me. Text me. All right, I will. All right, thanks, Chad. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay, so y'all remember go get your tickets to the Zeal tour. At uh, kingsk.com and hey, you go know, see that. Some of them already sold out, though, of course, like we you, said. So, Matt, you know, I texted Toby and Matt, and I didn't tell Chad this on the interview, but I texted them and I was being serious. I was like, do y'all think he's ever going to like be big, big, big time? Because when I started listening to Zeal for the first time, I was like, there's nothing like this. Uh, it's just so good. He is so good. It seems like he hasn't hit his ceiling yet, but maybe in the context of what he's doing and the Christian affiliation and all that stuff, maybe he has hit a ceiling. But Matt, do you foresee like territory unexplored that's in the future for him? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not closed to any kind of possibilities. I'm an optimist about everything. So, I mean, the, the, I, I like to use the rule of thumb that past performance is a good predictor of future. So if a trend is going upward, I mean, you got to be crazy to say, well, right. it has to be the top. You don't know that. If you're, People yeah. do that with real estate markets and stock markets and stuff all the time. You go, okay, well, it's been good. I better, this, is gonna, this has got to be as far as this can go. I don't like that mindset, really. I and think that... I think they're kind of like, uh, I keep thinking of it kind of like the rise of like Portugal, the man who we used to tour with mm-hmm. when they were anatomy of a ghost. I think they're in that category of, oh, wait, they're a great band. They're doing something really neat. And if the right pieces fall into place, there's going to be right. something really skyrocket. It's going to yeah. go next level. And that oppor- they have that opportunity to go next level for sure. Yeah. Matt, yeah, you, you, but even, I heard that, you- even that, I've never been super big on, <laughs> I now say I'm not big on that optimism either because to not be to not say that anything like the likes of even what Emory, much less Kings K, has achieved is not monumentally significant. Would betray you know? Like I don't think of the types of things we've done and they do, and bands of that can sell out, out rooms at a thousand. That ain't no small thing. That's no, like I agree. Ultra, ultra, ultra rarefied air is point oh oh oh. There are already very musicians. Right. You know what I mean? To be where, just to be there. To, is is already that so if you're talking about next level things that's all gravy or i'd go the yeah. other way it might be bad to blow up any bigger than you can make a good full-time living and be known by people that are similar to you like maybe that's my current point of view that that's ideal like bigger is not better matt don't, don't you put we don't know. haven't i heard you put chad in the same category of people as like toby and bridget like people that you love hanging out with learning from interacting with but drive you bananas yeah Oh yeah, yeah. Most difficult people. Joey, Joey, you got any funny stories from the conference you're at? I got too many, man. Maybe save for another episode. 
Oh Lord, <laughs> I got I got a funny story already. Joey is in. I already got flack though from saying the subtle art of not giving a you know what it was more important to me than the Bible. I definitely <laughs> heard about what? that one. <laughs> Who said that to you? Just someone someone came to a pastor at Seacoast and said, "I just can't believe Joey's saying that." And I you know I just had to be like, "Look, we're friends having fun cutting up." And I said, "And to be completely honest with you." Doesn't it make sense? I've been reading the Bible since I was in the fifth grade, and the Bible is not this thing to say, read it and then run with it. This book, Subtle Art, is something that I read as a mentally very ill person and really helped me and gave me tools to say, here are some very concrete ways of thinking new, and I could buy into it or I, or I didn't have to, but I did. And so I have no problem with saying, in the last six months, this book has been more impactful to me than the Bible. Is that against the law? Well, nobody even like, nobody likes well, new, a medical uh, textbook. If you were in med school, might also be more valuable to you in a given time period than the Bible. Also, right. but those right. people so those just... people have said the same thing about some Christian author's book. This book has changed my life. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, you're they, nobody cares about nuance and that you you are nobody wants to realize you are talking to your two best friends and we're shooting the shit and you are being entertaining. To us right. too, even to us. Right. So that, that that stuff really bothers me. Anyway, one funny story that I would like to share is that Joey, where where you in Birmingham or something? Yeah, at a hotel. Yep. Okay, so yep. you're in Birmingham and you're at your hotel and you are propped up on pillows, mm-hmm. laying on your bed to do this. Now, yeah, I just have sure. one. So you're doing the podcast. You're at work right now. Just wondering, is there a desk in there in your yeah. room? There's okay, like two. There's two. <laughs> so actually, I would say. So three. you look. You say, "Hey, I've got a podcast in this room. Where in this room is the best place to podcast?" <laughs> and Joey, put you have pillows propped up. You're laying down with your feet up. Your mic is resting on your hairy chest. To me, you're a completely hotel. naked. <laughs> to me, a hotel is just, that's just that's an easy choice. You sit on the bed. You lay on the bed. The bed is your home, and. Every morning I wake up. Home. It is in a hotel. That's <laughs> where you, that. that's where you do it. stuff. <laughs> the, the bed is your home. The bed is your home. <laughs> that's the last place I ever, 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 ever want to be if I'm not asleep is the bed. In a I hotel, mean, almost. <laughs> that's where I sit. That's where I read. That's where I write. That's where I'm on my computer. No, like I don't no, want to sit at a no desk to all those things. Hey, Never to all those things. That's fine. You would honestly though, Joey. You would probably love it if your whole uh, if your entire house, the entire floor was a bed. You'd probably so you could just lounge anywhere, right? Like anywhere. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. No, no what Joey <laughs> wishes is you know this, those y'all. moving sidewalks that you see in airports. Joey wishes his whole house had tracks of those, except for the they weren't moving sidewalks. They're memory foam. <laughs> memory <laughs> foam moving sidewalks is Joey's dream. I mean, part of this though is I really do have a, a back that I have to really oh, take care yeah. of, and there's like this muscle mm. that I'm constantly stretching. And Ugh. if 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 I'm sitting at a chair and it Why don't doesn't you get have healed for it, and it's if it's <laughs> If my chair is not a certain way, then uh-huh. I just can't find that support. Oh, so bless this your heart. Right here, this is hard, man. I, I thought y'all already had this. the healing going on at Seacoast, though. How are you still <laughs> no. got back problems? I felt, I not everybody's like... getting healed, man. We're very unashamed about that. Very unashamed. <laughs> okay, so I know we talked a little bit about it earlier. I'm going to read some BC Club names. Or Matt just likes making fun of people that don't get healed. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, I like to punch the, down. That's yeah. the that's worst. Right. That's the yeah. most cruel thing. Yeah, can, that's the most yeah. cruel thing anybody <laughs> could ever do. Like, what if John Chris said, hey, there's some healings, but what about you? What's wrong with you, loser? That would be yeah. so... That's the most horrific... Exactly. Like, I'd normally... Any joke goes... <laughs> That joke 
actually would make me, I would have to go, nah, man, yeah. that's bad. But that's, <laughs> I don't say I that know, about but any that's, joke. But that's the joke, though. That's implicit in the whole Whew. thing is that that joke exists. Do you know what You're, I mean? Yeah, but that's I mean, that one actually. In, in the I healing, non-healing this. thing is that there's these, uh, these other people that you don't talk about. That's yeah. already, that already exists. I'm not the one making, you know what I mean? Like, that exists. So it's just, we don't talk about that. So that's why yeah. that territory is a little bit funny. It's not yeah. really making fun of, you know what I mean? Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, I want to tell everybody, we're gonna, if somebody else has the BC Club names, you can read them. But uh, as we were talking about earlier in the episode, I've just started reframing my thinking about this. And I, I mean this. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people complain about Facebook. And I used to go, oh, I'm going to post on Facebook. I'll post in the club or something. I think, well, maybe I, why would I just post in the club? Only some yeah. people see it there. As if my goal was to have as many people as possible hear whatever it was that I was about to say. As if the goal of that was to get proof and likes or something. I think that thinking is not right. And I've shifted almost entirely to thinking the only thing I would want to post about is in the labeled group or the BC club or something like that. Because that's where I'll be have the chance of being understood and it being meaningful with that's all. And so I, you know, I know a lot of people don't like Facebook, but I would think maybe you should try. And we also have a discord group now too. So I'm trying to think of other ways that people can actually begin to have better, healthier digital communities where you have, because people are in churches and their communities that they thought they were a part of have actually kind of eroded and crumbled in physical reality. You know, you thought, oh, I'm it's part of my church. It's my social fabric. It's all this. And you're like, wait a minute. Either now that I tell the truth or I don't believe this anymore, you start to lose those things. You need to replace them. Digital replacement is okay if it's healthy and you control it and you don't think it's bad for you. So Discord, uh, Facebook group, anything at all, just listening to the podcast is, is a is a partly that's why people listen to this show is because they're just hanging out with other people that also have the same you know feelings or backgrounds and it goes different places that's comfortable there's no re- no wonder podcast and smaller groups of stuff are are taken off so that's the way I think of the BC club w- way more about that it's an opportunity to share in a community like like we do like this there's people that do whole podcasts and subgroups and you come from a shared background so that's the reason to join. Of course, it helps us. That's less about perks and less about money. I also think, and I'll talk about this different times, that supporting people that are creating individual and new and healthy uh, and smaller things is the way to go. And and it's because it'll help us get farther and farther away from our ad economy in a general way. Of course, we still have ads and stuff like that, yeah. but that can't be the future of things. So we're going to have to get in the mode of empowering creators so subscribe to something pay somebody else something if you consume it you don't need to join every patreon for every podcast you ever listen to but find one or two if you listen to 10 podcasts find one or two to engage with to participate in and give it a real shot to be part of or build that community give your money whatever not give your money it's just you know engage that's it's it's worth That's doing cool. anyway. TheBCClub.com. I'm gonna try and redo the website and try to re kind of focus how we think of it basically. So we got some other plans to give. Of course, we give more episodes there, and I'll announce this now. Sorry for being long winded, but uh, we're gonna start doing daily episodes in the BC Club because that, to be frank, is more important than this. So we're gonna do this once a week. We're gonna do that every day. That and those are pri- those are not bonus episodes. Those are primary episodes, and this is the general public podcast we make but the real podcast will be what we do completely free with our community probably every day and that's something we're going to try that's not something i'm promising is a permanent perk of the bc club but we're going to try to do daily little podcasts 
for 30 minutes or something like that and put real effort into those and try to make them real connected and good and yeah. see how that feels because I think that it'll be very satisfying and, and healthy. So Which, that's where we're headed. Would you would you accept one one thing that I w- I'd like to question your use of words here is the real podcast. I mean, we're definitely treating this one as real deal. No, I'm gonna start it's being just... way lazy. I'm gonna phone this one. <laughs> no, you don't have to make that point. But yeah, you don't have yeah. to worry about that. We have some amazing guests coming yeah. up for sure. So, uh, and speaking of the BC Club, let's read some names here. Uh, Joey, you want to read them or you want me to? Uh, you go right on ahead, man. You have a very, very wonderful voice today. I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of turning me gift. on a little All bit. All right. So I just the, hear it. To go against what Matt says Read about it, just sex, being sexy. <sighs> Scott Montgomery. Oh, my gosh. Wait, you got to be a little louder. You got to be a little louder. Stevens. Think of Teddy Faith Crumb. Ale- I can't read women's names like that. <laughs> man, I'm a married man. Faith Crumb. I'll do it just for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got to go back to the first one because I don't okay. think. That- yeah. Scott Montgomery, Noah Stevens, Faith Crumb, Alexander Sides, <laughs> Jeffrey Fleming, Kayla Marie Bagata, Brandon <laughs> Gregg, Patrick Arids Martinez, Paul Yeager, and Matt Bishop. More like Matt Bish Buck. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right. Well, I did the best I could, guys. That's the, that's the show. All right. We'll see you at thebcclub.com later. <laughs>